There was a time, a time before cable, when the local anchorman reigned supreme. When people believed everything they heard on TV. This was an age when only men were allowed to read the news. And in San Diego, one anchorman was more man than the rest. His name was Ron Burgundy. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. And suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. In other words, Ron Burgundy was the balls. Mm. I look good. I mean, really good. Hey, everyone! Come and see how good I look! All right, we're on. Ready, Phil. We're on in five, four. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing for Ron Burgundy and his news team. Go time. Channel 4 News with five-time Emmy Award-winning anchor, Ron Burgundy. Champagne's Sports. Trick Tamlin Weather. And your reporter in the field, Brian Fantana. It's Channel 4 News at 6 o'clock. That'll be the best night we've ever had. Are you going? Oh, it's, oh I'm getting this. Are you kidding me? Why don't, it's not like you're the most social person. No, no, no. I don't just assume you might be doing something on a Friday things that will get me out of the house. Uh, one of them is Battlestar Galactica. The other one is Anchorman. Tonight they're doing both back-to-back. Uh, Court and Fat Boys Midnight Movie uh, tonight at the Baghdad. We'll talk to those guys later on. They'll be in the studio with us. Uh, so, so the deal is I think they're doing the Battlestar Galactica Season 4 premiere uh, at the Baghdad tonight, 10 p.m. 9 p.m.? 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Uh, immediately followed by Anchorman, the legend of Ron Burgundy, on the big screen. So that's going to be a fantastic night. I'm uh, I'm all over that. That's wonderful. All right. I know. I really wish I could go. Can I just say this? Well, because you got a birthday party or a thing? Or... I do. Yeah, it's my it's one of my best friend's birthday. Yeah, she'll have another one next year, Sarah. This is once this is once in a lifetime. <laughs> When will you ever get a chance to see Anchorman on the big screen ever okay, again? you can't do this to me. I'm just saying. The baby will need company. <laughs> Another little brother or sister. <laughs> yeah, she's going to have to have more kids to keep... To, to, there will be children there tonight. She's going to have to uh, have more kids to keep that one occupied. You can't be Auntie Sarah the, no, whole, she, uh, the whole way. She's spending all day pumping herself so that we can drink, <laughs> we can drink bottles of tequila tonight. Oh, I'm sorry. I've had a long day pumping myself. I'm not going to be able to get up off the sofa. All right. Well, in any event, I'll be there. Uh, so we'll talk to Court and Fatboy later on today. Tonight, uh, the Court and Fatboy Midnight Movie, uh, Anchorman, proudly brought to you by CBS Radio Portland, the home of quality. All right. Uh, why, hello. It's seven minutes and 18 seconds after the hour of 11. Seven? Really? Well, there was oh. like a nine-minute intro, I guess. Uh, what was I saying? Have I done the year yet? 
blah, 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 Lord, 2008. Thank you for coming by making a part of your listening day. We are live from the plushly appointed yet not really ostentatious studios of AM 970 Solid State Radio. This, my friends, is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Thank you for coming along. It is Friday, and welcome to Day 12. I should warn you up front, I bit my tongue yesterday. So, oh, no. And I got that whole thing where you, you, know, where you bite your tongue or you bite the inside of your, uh, like your cheek or your lip or something. And what makes it worse is then you, like you bite it nine more times by the end of the day. So I was eating a sandwich yesterday, and I was a little bit too aggressive uh, taking one of my supplementary bites. And I kind of right there. So it, was, it became a tongue sandwich at one point. So if I sound a little uh, marble-mouthed at some point, it's because I've been repeatedly biting sections of my mouth all morning. So... So Lisa's pumping herself, and I'm gnawing on my own flesh. It's going to be a fantastic program. That's what it's going to be. Anywho, uh, it is Friday. We're here in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. <clears throat> Thank you for coming by. It's 503-733-2970. You want to be a part of the program today with your comments, questions, clarifications, kvetches, claims that you know who Ron Burgundy was really based on. 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. Uh, two nine seven. Who is he really based on? Well, I think he's based on. Was it Hal Fishman? Fishburn? I heard it was Hal Fishman. Then I heard it was Jerry Dumpy. They're they're both about the same. I think every market though has some guy going. No, no, no. That was based on me. No, I used to work with the guy they based Ron Burgundy on. I do know this. It was probably more of Jerry Dumpy. And in the original Hal version, Hal Fishman does look like Ron Burgundy. No, and he's well, Hal, Hal Fishman passed away like a month ago. How could that not be him? Fighting the Frisbees tonight <laughs> at eleven. I do know this in the original script for Anchorman. I don't know who it was based on, uh, but the original draft of Anchorman had it set in Portland, Oregon. That is true, by the way. So, uh, And then they moved it for reasons unknown. Uh, all supplementary, all follow-up drafts of the script moved it to San Diego. Uh, but it was originally set in Portland, Oregon. So we just by this much, we missed out on greatness, my friends. All right. Well, in any event, as is always the case. It's true. It's 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. If you'd like to join us today, uh, you can also email if you like. It's rick at rickemerson.com. Rick at rickemerson.com. Sarah at 970.am. Tim at 970.am. Or Richie with a T at 970.am. Richie is standing by, ready, willing, and able to pass along your observations about the interesting, the groundbreaking, the tedious, the mundane. That is, uh, if he's back from throwing what into the dumpster, Sarah? Oh, did he throw the durian? Yeah, but guess what he didn't do yesterday or the day before? He didn't throw it away then. So I came in uh, from the kitchen just now about five minutes ago. And there's that sort of rank, it's it, it, at once uh, unidentifiable and then immediately identifiable because you realize it's the durian fruit. And God, he, that smell. I never want to smell that again. His latest, no, here's, because it smelled like a, a diaper full of Indian food. Oh. So here's. It's all Anchorman all the time so today, his, huh? So his latest attempt at keeping the durian fruit here, which I guess he thinks he's going to bust out for lunch or something at some point, and clearly that's not going to happen. It sort of begs the question why he was keeping it around since he knows he can never open it to consume. If he really has to eat it, here's the only way Richie's going to be able to eat that durian fruit. He's going to have to go get get in a car, which is on fire, and then eat it, eat it as the car is burning and careening down a hill into a sewer. That's it, with all the windows down. That's it. It's the only thing that's going to cover up that funk. So he'd put it inside a bag, inside a Tupperware container. Well, he was trying to get you to give it to Lara, right? Inside another bag. Yeah, and I told him that wouldn't happen. This is not coming into my house. As, as Archie Bunker would say, I don't want one of those in my house. Uh, and so he'd put it in a, in a box, in a box, in a box, in a box, in a bag, in a box, in a container, in a bag, in a box. 
and in a hole in the bottom of the seat. And I came in today, and I could still I could still smell it. Just walked into the building, and there it was. And pretty soon, here's the thing. I had to just flat out order him to throw it into the dumpster, and I sat and I watched him. I followed him as he went down the hall and out the back door. Because if I... Ha- and here's the thing, Richie. I'm doing this because I love all of us. Uh, because if you hadn't... People were going to get begin just believing that we smelled. That's the thing. If we hadn't gotten rid of it, people would have... Well, I don't know. Every time I go downstairs, it's like I'm breathing deep from the stench of death. So people were just going to start thinking it was us. And I uh, I prefer not to have it thought that, uh, on top of everything else, that, uh, that we reek of filth and feces. So if it's all the same to you. Anyway, Ew. so presuming he's back in from disposing of that, he's there uh, ready, willing, and able to pass along your... Richie's uh, extra super today. crazy today. He's wearing a do-rag. That's all I know. Do-rag Richie is not like uh, Calvin Klein Richie. There's two, it's two different... He was, yeah, he kept coming in today during my special internet time and talking, but he was actually kind of hilarious. Hey, by the way, speaking of special internet time, so I was upstairs and I was doing some things and I was prepping and so forth. I, was, I had the recap going on in the background. I'm not going to take a third run at the National Autism Awareness Day joke. Oh, no, 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 because I tried. No. no, I tried twice and it didn't. It didn't happen no, I for think me. I tried more than twice. I think you tried like seven <laughs> times yesterday. Okay, but I've got I've got something else. So you know, yesterday we had that great story about the homeless guy who had filled his backpack. Uh, with a dozen 40-ounce bottles of malt liquor, had climbed up to the top of the fence, had gone over the top of the fence, had somehow slipped, the backpack stayed hooked on the top of the fence, uh, but then it started pulling him down because of the weight, and then he became all raveled up in the chest strap uh, and was then asphyxiated or choked or whatever because the back because the backpack was so full of, of malt liquor that it was pulling him down with it onto his neck. So you know what I got? I got a great... Here's the headline for that pack. No, here's here's what it is. No. You know what he was? Tangled up in booze. Tangled up in booze. Local. Relatable. Let's go back to playing the Anchorman clip again. All right, uh, here's what's coming up today. CNN radio correspondent Lisa Desjardins will be joining us uh, from the Hill with what CNN now insists on calling the political ticker. It's just the same crap we always do with her, but they've given it a snazzy new name, and I shall abide by their request. Uh, we'll talk to um, CNN radio correspondent James Roof, who I swear to you, this is the story he's talking about. I'm not making this up. Um, I guess it's because uh, we're marking the 40th anniversary of... I can never get this right. I get a 50-50 chance. Are we... Are we are we marking the day that Martin Luther King was born or the day that he died? I can never tell. I don't know. It's always one of the two, right? But you're never quite sure which one. You, you go. Know, all we know, it's a special day. Here's because here's the thing, and you got to be really careful the way you phrase it because it, because you don't want to go uh, today a special day. We're celebrating the no no, and then you read ahead in the script and you realize you've guessed it incorrectly. Uh, I guess we are uh, we're marking it. That's how we're gonna. That's a nice neutral term. Today we are marking. Martin Luther King Jr.'s it's his birthday. special day. Are you sure about that? Tim? Yes. Martin Luther King's birthday, a federally legal holiday. So we are celebrating today. We I thought celebrating. it was in January. Oh, God. See, now we're I, doing that thing. Are I, we I, celebrating I, or mourning? Someone tell morning. me. Morning, morning. Morning. Morning, morning, morning. Not morning? I thought we were celebrating. No, no, that's January. What? Okay, let's be very... Let's stop now. Let's walk carefully through these next few moments. We're unclear as to whether or not today is the day he was born or the day that he was cruelly and cowardly assassinated. Let's one sure would be mourned, one would be celebrated. You can tell it's a room full of white people. <laughs> it is. I believe today is the day that he may have been uh, killed or was killed. Martin Luther King Jr. Day is a United States yes, holiday marking the birth date of the Reverend Martin Luther King. Is that today? 
Around his birthday, January 15th. This is the 40th anniversary well, this is of MLK's assassination. Is we're, no, we're in April. <laughs> we're in April. Well, it's certainly not January. This is, according to CBS News, oh, the God. Columbia Broadcasting <laughs> System. The Tiffany Network. Mm-hmm. What, what is today? What are we... This is the 40th anniversary of MLK Jr.'s assassination. Okay. Oh, so we're We're morning. not... We are mourning. It is morning in America. Right. But if it was January 15th, we'd be we'd celebrating. celebrating. Then we'd be taking out the pinata. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going... I'm, I'm, doesn't matter. I'm rolling. Um, anywho, that was all by way of saying this, that according to CNN, and this is... I am quoting directly off their prep sheet. Today... Community activists in Los Angeles are calling for, yes, a 40-hour moratorium on killing. <laughs> Not like forever. Just 40 hours? <laughs> at 41 I hours? a lot to ask. <laughs> at, at 41 hours, man, it's the Wild West all over again. I'm getting text messages from my smart friends. At, like, it's the day he died. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. See, we were unclear. Thank you, Helen. I guess you have a 50-50 chance. You never quite know. Well, you don't have your new glasses yet, so you have an excuse. I know. I will this afternoon, though, Tim Riley. I'm just dumb. I get to test my lenses. Are you uh, are you getting them to test? Are you picking them up? I am. I got these bitchin' frames. They're all like tortoise shell and um, expensive. But you know what? I couldn't find anything. I was in there trying on glasses for an hour, and I know, almost gave up. You I'm know like, why? Now, do you remember going with me to uh, to my insurance company and picking out the frames? And I finally got these, which I'm moderately happy with. But as Tim noted... That was fun. You're like a little doll I get to dress up sometimes. Because I have no sense of whatever. Because I still you gotta... listen to whatever I say. It's nice. I'm just like, okay, you need to get these ones. Because I, I still got to figure out what I'm wearing next Friday uh, for that cello thing, which I finally was told yesterday I'm allowed to mention. CBS Legal took eight weeks to decide that I could mention a thing that I now have really no time to promote. So, thanks. So did, they, did they take apart a cello and look inside <laughs> to find out if it was okay? <laughs> I was at the uh, well. We'll talk more about it in a second. But I was, I was uh, at one of the cello, like the rehearsal thing last night, and I think they thought I was kidding when I said that it took like six weeks for the CBS legal department to decide whether or not I could even mention the event. Um, they're just cellists. <laughs> That's one. Excellent. At three, um, we all win a prize. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, well, and let me just finish this up. So, uh, Jim Rupel talked to us about how, I guess at the 41st hour in L.A., you're just supposed to start killing everybody you see. But for four, for 40 hours, there's like a hold-off. Anyway. Um, it's really rare not to see somebody get beat up well, within 20 minutes as you're looking out any window in L.A. <laughs> it's, it's just a matter of time. My favorite thing, uh, the balconies have barbed wire around them there. <laughs> like three stories up. There are people climbing two stories up to break into people's balconies, and they have to climb over the barbed wire to do it. What an inviting place. <laughs> it's to keep super villains from clambering up into your place. Well, it doesn't say you can't beat people, Tim, so I guess that's still okay. In L.A., beatings, maimings, muggings, stabbings, emotional violence and battery, psychological woundings of all kinds, uh, just don't kill anyone. So, anyway. Wow. Uh, let's see. What else? Aaron Duran is going to be in the studio later on today. I'm sure that'll go well. Um, uh, we'll be counting out the top five Weird Al Yankovic original compositions today. In other words, not his parody songs. Top five original compositions. Is Aaron's top five? It is. Uh, by Weird Al Yankovic. I already see problems with the list. I'm not going to criticize. I already see two glaring images. Yeah, you cannot invite him to do his top five and then slap him on the face. I'm not slapping him. I'm just saying I would have done things differently. I, I already see two songs that I, I think ought to have been on the list, but it's difficult uh, because people think of his all his parody songs, but Weird Al is an amazingly talented guy and is uh, cranked out. I mean, he's put out enough original songs flat out from scratch to do 
I mean, five or six albums. I mean, he's he's amazingly uh, prolific. So we'll. Um, Anyways, we got that coming up today. Top five Weird Al Yankovic original compositions. Geek Watch. Double penis watch today. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else? Oh, big announcement about the listener party. We'll do that here in a second. Uh, so yesterday we revealed that listener party 11 uh, will be happening at the Crystal Ballroom Thursday, May 15th, 8 p.m. Uh, Rick Emerson, listener party 11, still without a name. Uh, I don't know if we'll have much time to talk about the name today. But you should wait uh, for that anyway because here in just a few uh, we will be announcing the big event, the big thing, the big idea, the centerpiece, the showcase, uh, the main spectacle, the primary uh, entertainment that will be happening at Rick Emerson Listener Party 11, May 15th. Hey, get to that no. Oh. We'll get to that in just a second. Tim <laughs> Riley's working on the following stories for your edification. A former Oregon student threatens to carry out a massacre. It won't be allowed. A scapoose woman escapes serious injury after ramming into a logging truck. I mean, uh, I'll show you the picture later. She, it, was, it missed her by, like, a few inches. Hillary will visit uh, Eugene and Hillsborough tomorrow. Her campaign continues to unravel. She appeared on Leno last night. Look what got greenlighted. A big screen remake of Magnum P.I. Barack Obama's church has a new pastor. America's famous uh, favorite unwed teenager turned 17. And the boyfriend trashing radio ruling girl next door is featured on the cover of this month's Blender. Who is she? Wait, the boyfriend trashing radio, radio ruling, ruling girl, next, girl door. next door. Boyfriend trashing radio ruling girl next door. Sarah? I mean, not that it's, it's not you. <laughs> well, it might be. <laughs> I, boyfriend trashing radio ruling girl next door. That could be you. Yeah. Um, Thank you. No, that, would who make, is, that would be a great liner. That's a, that's, I'm writing that down. I'm stealing that for Sarah. She's the boyfriend trashing radio ruling girl next door. Sarah Dillon. All right, I'm running it down. I have no idea who, who they're describing. Just for you. You Really? Yeah. Sarah, any guess? No. She's kind of weird looking. I mean, okay, you know her intimately. I don't know her. I don't know her. She used something that you used. I don't understand. Taylor Swift. Oh, the facilities. Isn't she? Does she look like her face is too small for her head? This like is the girl that little, you stalked, right? I didn't stalk her. She got a little tiny squirrel face, don't you think? She has a weird face. She has like a little boy face. Yeah, it looks like a bat. Looks like a little boy wearing <laughs> That's makeup. That's what I mean. It's a rodent. She has like a little a little rat face. I'm She's not, I don't super mean to sound. Tiny, I don't mean to sound cruel. <laughs> no offense. No, not taken. <laughs> no offense, ratso. Um. Well, she's rich. What does she care? Face. Uh, but uh, she just got her, and her eyes look all small and squinty. Rodent-like. Yeah. Oh, now you're trashing after you're stalking her in the bathroom. <laughs> That's because she rejected me, Sarah. Um, well, in any event. And so forth. Anyway, so did they do that thing when you went to get your glasses where your insurance... Will... It took forever. I was there forever. And there's nothing fun like waiting in a doctor's office. No, and I didn't realize, like, yeah. I would be waiting the whole time, so oh, I didn't yeah. bring any reading material. I'll always bring reading material. Oh, so I got there right after work. So I, I got there at, like, 3.20, and I'm like, oh, I'll take some time to find my glasses. I didn't get out of there until, like, 5.40. It sucks, and there's nothing slower. And then, of course, you know what's coming. I mean, you got to go, number one or number two? I got the puff, too, in my eye. Oh, you, you could you know, you, you could have said no. Yeah, I know, but it just seems they don't like tell you it's not on the menu. Work. You can, you can. Well, I mean, because then they do the thing where they put a drop in your eye and they jab a thing right into your eyeball if you say no to the puff. Yeah, and then it got my eyes dilated and I'm like yeah. wandering around. They give those Center. Yoko Ono shades. <laughs> no, they didn't give me the shades. I was just wandering around and they're like, okay, come back in 15 minutes. Everything's so really to, bright. Yeah, I went to Forever 21. 
and um, like went shopping stuff. And by the time I got out of the store, it, you know, my eyes were totally dilated. Like my left one is weaker than my right one, so my left eye for some reason I guess took the drop better because this one was huge. This one was normal. I looked like David Bowie wandering around. <laughs> like, like Thomas York face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, did they do that when you finally got uh, the, the 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 prescription thing done? Did they did your insurance offer to cover frames, but only frames you didn't want? They covered um, ugly frames. Yeah, they covered cheap frames. What did Tim call it? Frames for mouth breathers. Yes. Yeah, those are always covered 100. percent So I ended up paying like um, like 100 bucks extra because I um, well because I got the scratch resistant lenses like Good you were for saying. You. Excellent. Well and uh, and I ended up getting these designer like guest frames. They're really awesome. They're tortoise shell. Excellent. With, like, green on them and stuff. They're really fun. They go with absolutely nothing that I own, so Well, no, I think you, they're going to be. No, you get to buy new clothing as well. Exactly. All right. I didn't even know Guess was still around. No? Guess is one of those things that I, for me, like, I thought it had its heyday in the 80s, and I, guess, I didn't know if they still made things. I guess they still making the 90s, eyewear. I still have a black pair of Guess jeans. Really? Yes. That's like having a... Uh, all the rage way back when. <laughs> having Varney sunglasses or something. Excellent. All right. Well, cool. And so did you... Now, did the thing happen where... You went from not being able to see, I mean, having fuzzy vision, to suddenly everything being crystal clear, and it kind of weirded you out a little bit. It like, kind of, it kind of freaked me out because I didn't. Uh, he didn't put the lenses in the glasses yet, but he put like these two, you know, pieces of glass in front of my eyes that were the prescription that I was going to have. And he's like, all right, look down the hallway, and I was like looking out down the hallway into like the mall area. Is it by Candle World or? Candleman. I went to Binion. Yeah, where is it in Lloyd Center? Yeah, it's what right it next buy? to it's next to uh, Nordstrom. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. All right. I met the nicest guy there too, named John, and like you know, they're all like it's all busy and crazy. And I find eye doctors strangely assuring. Mm-hmm. I find them very calming, not like dentists. Yeah, I told the the eye doctor. Um, I was talking to him about the show, and he said that he was he listened to another talk radio show, and he was tired of it. He's like, I go on my walks from eleven to twelve. I'm like, you should give him the hard sell. Oh, of course. Actually, my last... I did to every single person there. I was there for two hours. So what was I going to do? I just kept pitching it. My last eye doctor uh, was just like a diehard Stern fan. And every time I would see him, I would just try to give him the pitch on like, on, you, know, nah, you know, Stern's okay, but you got to, you know, come on over to Rick country. And so, uh, excellent. Well, thank you. And so, but he, so he flipped the little lenses that immediately like clarified it your vision. bizarre. Yeah. He, he put them in front of my face and all of a sudden it was just like, whew, and I could see. I, I don't see. I didn't, I didn't like it one bit. It was really <laughs> freaky. I'm like, everything is so clear. Take it back the way it was. No, it was, and and I guess I have astigmatism. Uh huh. If that's whatever it's called, in my left eye. And I'm like, even... that just means that you look at the world improperly. <laughs> <laughs> as, Thanks for the technical. <laughs> as do we all. Sarah. Yeah. Excellent, fantastic. All right, and so you picked them up today, so your vision will be corrected by like. I don't know, 12 hours or so, you'll be seeing normally. Yeah, they said they'd be ready by 2, so I'm going to swing by right after work. Excellent day. Oh, just in time for Anchorman tonight, Sarah. You know I can't go, Rick. That's fine. I know, it's it's one of my best friends in the world's All birthday. Right. I can't do it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I can't I can't read my, my something. Blah, blah, blah is bent. Oh, my belt. Oh, I don't want to talk about my belt. The belt has been? No, it's a whole long thing. I don't want to talk about my belt. It seemed interesting you a while back. You rode your bike a little bit more, wouldn't you? You shut up about riding my bike a little more. Um, well, let's see here. It's a, oh, Jesus, it's 11.25 already. Okay, so um, we got to do the listener party announcement. I don't think I'll have time to talk about it. I'd have to do a drum roll again because my hands hurt from yesterday. No, but, and we should get a couple calls. I don't think I have time to talk about to talk about my thing last night with the, with the cello people. Um, I will simply say... <coughs> Uh, we'll talk more about it uh, next week. Uh, so, uh, not not a huge deal. 
I'm allowed to say it because I'm not making any money on it, and there's no chance of making money money on it at all. So that's apparently now the rule, unless you're Adam Carolla, that everybody at CBS has to follow. As long as you cannot possibly make money on something, you're allowed to talk about it all you want. As soon as there's the possibility that you might make even, like, a dime on it, suddenly not allowed to mention it. So that's why people know nothing about me. <laughs> all of Tim, all of Tim's products are vastly profitable, which is why you I never know. hear about them. Poor Tim, he does all this cool stuff, but we can never talk about. No, no. Well, in any event, no. You just need to make a boxing movie, Tim, and you can spend hours and hours shamelessly promoting it on the air, in what would seem to be a violation of CBS policy that goes unpunished. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, so next Friday, not today, next Friday at the Aladdin Theater, uh, the Portland Cello Project, which is eight, uh, at least, it might be more actually, but at least eight cellists, including uh, our friend Kristen. Cello Project, that's next oh, Friday. Oh, I thought I saw her picture in the paper. Yeah, our friend Kristen uh, from accounting and uh, her uh, her main her main man, uh, Skip, and this other guy, Doug, and whatever, the whole, all of these amazingly talented cellists are doing a show at the Aladdin Theater next Friday. Uh, with some, they're accompanying some real actual musicians, like that Stephanie Schneiderman girl from, uh, what's it, Dirty Martini or whatever she's from, and then um, the one that Scotty had a crush on, and then uh, and then uh, Jaris uh, Jaris Minsky and myself are going to be singing uh, Geek Like Me uh, with eight, count them, eight cellos. That is so cool. His... I'm so bummed I'm going to be out of town. Boy, it like, uh, just very briefly. It you just... know that somebody's going to be, is someone going to be recording it? Well, that's, I told him last night, I'm like, hey, you're going to be recording and filming this, right? And I was like, hey, I hadn't thought about that. I'm like, so now I'm going to try, now I am attempting to find, I'm not well, you complaining. you find Joni. But well, now you're going to have to give them away because that would make a profit if I, you sold them. And therefore <laughs> you could not mention your activities. So they're just, well, you know how it is with our listener parties. Every single time we're like, no, 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 we're going to tape this listener party. And then we never do because we're too busy putting it on. So that's oh, and we the, always are like going to get the audio from it. And, and at the end we're like, oh, we never taped it. Well, that's this guy Doug has been so, he's just busting his ass putting this thing together. And he's like, oh, it never even occurred to me. So I'm going to try to find somebody to tape it. But it, I just, it just really bent my brain in half uh, just to hear Jarris and I doing this this song with eight cellos. It was just the weirdest thing. We'll talk a little bit more. I bet about a lot of people don't know what a cello even sounds like. It's, uh, you know, it's like a really, really, really big stringy low, guitar. Yeah, it's like a really low tuned violin. I mean, it's like a really, really drop tuned violin. A violin played on like the lowest note you can possibly imagine, and then eight of them. It's just, it was unreal. Anyway, so we'll talk more about that. Um, big event, though. So here, here is the big announcement for today. Uh, then we'll have time for, like, probably one call. Then we'll break. We'll come back. Uh, Lisa Desjardins, et cetera. So as you know, Rick Emerson Listener Party 11 coming up uh, Thursday, May 15th. My microphone sounds fantastic today. It really does. Thir- we all do. We all sound great. It gives me chill. Let's never leave the room. <laughs> um, uh, Thursday, May 15th, 8 p.m. at the Crystal Ballroom. Uh, Rick Emerson, Listener Party 11, Thursday, May 15th, 8 p.m. at the Crystal Ballroom, and uh, which we found out yesterday is, in fact, a non-smoking facility, uh, with the exception of Lola's room. Dave Zinn told us that. So, the main But I event, did find out when I was there last night, when I was talking to an employee, that... that they don't enforce it? No, that you can, oh. that you can request, <laughs> depending on the event. Like, some, like, it just depends on whether or not, We like, could request you want smoking? To... Yes. Let's not. Okay. Uh, wait, should we? we? Have smoking, please. No, no, no. Let's no. not do that. Uh, so that is Thursday, May fifteenth, eight p.m. Uh, but the thing we have been teasing is the main you don't event. To... Okay, never mind. Yes? No. Let's take as much time. What? Nothing. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to say it. after you make the announcement. I, I don't you... know what you think that hand gesture <laughs> just looked like. Cigar. You're putting a cigar in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. I'm saying I'm thinking along the lines of like the theme of the party. Perhaps that would go along. Oh, that is that is an interesting That's idea. That's what I'm saying. I hadn't thought about That's that. That's why I was thinking about it. I'm not pushing for me you know, like a priest. A lot of people find cigars. You know, I don't mind the smell of a cigar. A lot of people find that very off-putting. I, you know, have you noticed that a lot of people who don't mind the smell of cigarettes have some whole thing where they loathe the smell of, of cigars? Hmm. I don't know. Sarah, did you ever notice? What about airplane food? I don't mind cigars. I don't like the smell of cloves. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. That's you know what? Can I just say this? Uh, when, and then we have to say this. And we have to break. We went to Vegas. Uh, me and Aaron and Jen and Lara. Uh, there was uh, several moments during the night where it was I'm the lone sober guy walking along the strip with three drunkards and they're all smoking cloves. So, so that was fun. Lara uh, smokes. Uh, she smokes cloves every now and again when she's feeling you know saucy and pretentious. Uh, and where's the beret? When she's accompanied by other drama nerds. Uh, in any event, uh, so the big event, Rick Emerson Listener Party, uh, 11, May 15th, 8 p.m., featuring as the evening's centerpiece, as the showcase, as the nucleus, the center, the thing, uh, okay. will be the Rick Emerson roast, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Oh, I don't like meat. That'll be the... <laughs> it's Coach Rick Emerson. <laughs> Always start with the ass. Uh, so there you go. The Rick Emerson roast. Uh, that is uh, the centerpiece of Rick Emerson Listener Party 11, happening Thursday, May 15th, 8 p.m. Uh, more details, including a list of roasters uh, to follow. Uh, so be listening uh, for all of that. Uh, we have no time for calls. If you're on hold, uh, I apologize. Uh, I don't deserve it. Hang on to... Uh, Hang on, we'll get to you after this. we got to take a break. Come oh back. God, how Lisa Desjardins, because we suck. Uh, come back. Uh, Lisa, then calls, then uh, Tim Riley coming up later. Aaron Duran, all that. Stay there. It's Rick. That's just the thing you're supposed to make. Yeah, but it's all sodium. I know. You're like all guilting me out of it. You know what? I just got a free pot pie. I just got a free pot pie. You are all flat, Sarah. No, no, no. That's all trans fats in there. Raise your hand if you know what a trans fat is. You don't know what a trans fat is. I don't know what a trans fat is. Here's some things. I don't know what a trans fat is. I don't know what when something is, you know, that's all partially hydrogenated fat. I have no idea what that means. You know, I remember Florence Henderson at one point touting the virtues of Wesson oil because it had, uh, it had, uh, what was that, poly and, that stuff, polysorbitol 80 or whatever it was? No one knows what that is. Yeah, Tra- I have no idea. Trans fats and polyunsaturated fats are like retsin. They're made up. They don't exist. I'm saying it right now, they don't exist. I know, well, you're just like all, like... Um, crazy in the kitchen, like, you know what, sir, you shouldn't eat that. It's high in sodium content. High in sodium, sir. Yeah. You don't want to touch that. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show. I don't even really know what sodium is. I'm assuming that sodium is just salt, but here's the question. Is sodium salt? No, no, no. No, really. I honestly, I honestly want to know because if, why don't they just say salt then? Why don't they say, you know, that's high in salt? Why do they say sodium? Is there a difference? Sodium's a part of salt. 
you're making that up. You're completely bluffing. I don't know. You should ask Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi, guys. How are you? <laughs> How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. Are you giggling? <laughs> are you giggling at our incompetence just now? You can be honest. I'm, I'm giggling with the light. This is the perfect thing for a Friday afternoon for me. Well, let me ask you then: Are sodium and salt the same thing? My understanding is they are not the same thing. Well, that doesn't make any sense. What is what salt, is? It's salt. I think they're practically the same thing. But I think I think you can make. Um, can't you make chemical sodium that is not salt? Are you really know. asking me? I oh, like like the no salt. My parents use no salt. The salt I think that, that salt. I think I think that salt is most like you know probably ninety nine percent sodium. I, I you know what I'm I'm gonna punt this one. I I, I can't say for sure. See that's I, what I'm I saying. Not, it's, it's I do one, not think they're the same thing. It is one of those things that up until now you have never pondered. You have never it's wondered true. until now if sodium and salt. This is like that whole discussion we had the other day about whether chickens had lungs. So I, you <laughs> you weren't actually here for that conversation, but. Let's, we'll, is it, I mean, isn't sodium a, an element on the periodic table, and then salt is what happens when sodium joins up with something else? Are you or saying like, that right it's now? It's like, it's like salt is like Na4. Isn't that what it is? Let me ask you. Are you passing this off as knowledge that you have in your head when really you're looking at a Wikipedia entry? No, no. I'm, I'm actually sitting in my car right now looking at a bunch of tourists. <laughs> and you, let me understand that you are you are sitting in your car, and yet you are able to, at whim, Bring up things on the periodic table uh, and recite them to me. Yes, but not necessarily correctly. What's aluminum? So, there's something like um, AL is aluminum. What's gold? Gold is AU. Okay, see, that's just freaky that you're able to do that. <laughs> I mean, I will tell you, uh, trans fat is actually, uh, this is the one thing I know for sure. The deal, what you need to know about trans fat is it's not natural. It's basically chemically made fat. Essentially, it's why it's bad. You know, there are times, you know what this is? This is like cleaning a spot on a dirty window, and then you realize that the rest of the window is just filthy. <laughs> yes. So some days I come in here, and Sarah will tell you this, I, I'm, I come in here some days, and I'm convinced that I'm the smartest guy on earth. Where nobody knows all the cool stuff that I know. Everyone is lucky to bask in the luminescence of my brilliance. And then you start listing things by memory off the periodic table while sitting in your car and describing the chemical composition of trans fats. And I realize that... I, I do not deserve that much credit. Really? And as many of your listeners will call and poke holes in everything I've said. So I, I, don't, I don't know that I deserve them. I'm credit. just saying uh, the number of... The, uh, my knowledge of the periodic table could fit inside the navel of a flea. I mean, it's just <laughs> non-existent. So, all right. Well, I, I, did, I did have a thing for the periodic table. It, was, it, 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 it made sense to me. I liked it. You had a thing for the periodic I did. table. I did the noble gases. I mean, there's good stuff on the periodic table. All right. You know, yeah, we don't need to go any farther. I'm just saying, it kind of weird. Okay, well, now I have to tell you this. So uh, two weeks ago, I was in Vegas. And um, right. if I sound a little weird today, by the way, it's, everybody heard this story earlier. I bit my tongue. And it's that thing where I somehow, oh. I then keep sort of, I keep biting it again. I keep hitting it with my teeth. And so as a result, I've got a combination of sort of where my, this is an odd phrase, but I, my, tongue is, <laughs> my tongue is all gun shy for one thing because I'm afraid to move it too much. And right. then and then I do keep occasionally hitting it against my teeth and going, ah. So if I sound as though I've got some sort of speech palsy that's developed, uh, that, that's what you're hearing. Um, so two weeks ago, I was in Las Vegas, and I went to the uh, the Museum of Atomic Testing, which is fantastic, uh, which is off the strip and where you can see uh, a history of all of the nuclear blast tests, both above ground, underground, atmospheric, and so forth, 
that the United wow. States conducted, a lot of them just a few miles uh, from downtown Vegas. Uh, there were all these great advertisements where it was, come gamble at Binion's Casino, enjoy cocktails and night shows, and then atomic blast explosions every night at dusk. And it was, it, it was just the whole part of that town's culture. But um, what was my point? Oh, so I'm looking at one point at a glass case where it's like, I don't know, some guy, like like brilliant nuclear scientist number five, who in 1931 or something, you know, he's, he's sitting around a wood-fired stove in Hamburg thinking about the periodic table or something, and... And he, you know, look here's here's a rep, here's a replica of his of of this this uh, block of uh you, you know like uh, this this block of carbon in which he in which he captured atoms as they were fissioning or whatever. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, you know, I am 35. It is 2008. I have the benefit of the internet, of television, of uh, libraries the sizes of of, of palaces. I, I really don't even know CPR. And yet there's some guy who's like 80 years ago, uh, you know, whose schoolhouse uh, was the size of my bathroom, and he's sitting there doing nuclear fission in his kitchen. It just doesn't make any sense at all, and it makes me feel very small. So, anyway, I don't even because, know. I don't know where we started today. I apologize. Uh, no, no, it's all good. I have to tell you, I, I, I'm concerned about this whole Rick Astley thing, though, because I'm worried that <laughs> you, are, you are having your way with my new boss, Dan, because he messaged me not long before this phone call and said, hey, KCMD just loved your Rick Astley comments yesterday. Good job. Really? Is that the kind of, yes. if, I, if I may ask this, is that the kind of note uh, that you get on a daily or weekly basis or whatever from various affiliates or about various affiliates, or is it just us? Well, it, today, it, it, I think whenever there's a comment, there there are comments that stick out that get passed on, but it's not... Uh, the last two days of KCMB notes has definitely stood out. It's definitely been you guys. Now, I didn't know that there were KCMD notes. Sarah, did you know that Dan gave Lisa <laughs> notes about her appearances on the show every no, day? No, I feel like a yeah. crazy person whenever I talk to him, too. I'm just, like, playing some <laughs> music in the background. Yeah, I mean, you know that we sound like mental patients most of the time. It's, just the last two days, for some reason, I think he. I think he's just trying to – he hasn't quite grasped exactly how this right. show works. And, we had and, another... I, and I think it's – Quite, quite hilarious. Okay, so here's the we thing. We had another long conversation about Rick Astley today, too. And just yeah, so you're see? aware, I think our goal must now be to see what is the craziest note about your performance <laughs> that we can get Dan to relay to you. So if in the coming days, just so you have a heads up, if in the coming days uh, there should be some observations passed from us to Dan to you uh, about... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about something. Okay, I'm gonna have to okay. think of something. But I'm gonna try to see. I'm gonna try to see like what is the smallest piece of minutia and micromanagement I can possibly get him to convey to you. Something like I think I might actually. Okay, here's. I think on Monday. I think on Monday we might tell Dan that your news is really really good, but we feel like some of your words have too many syllables. And we'll that's see if perfect. Dan. Do you th do you think that's the kind of thing he's likely to convey to you if we complain about the number of syllables you use? I think that's perfect because he is going to hem and haw over that. Do I tell her? Do I not? All right, excellent. He's going to be on the bubble on that for sure. I think I think and I have to admit I I was already in collusion with you today because when he emailed me, <laughs> I I I, I, I just I had the option of being like Dan, I got to tell you, you know, but instead <laughs> I just emailed back, great. Excellent. Great, um, Dan. Thanks. Uh, all right. Okay. Uh, the news. The the only news we have today is yeah. the unemployment rate, which has gone up. It's not a big shock. 
But uh, do you want to give a guess at how long it takes on average to find a job uh, before, these days? Before I do that, let me note that according but before I do that, according to the prep sheet, you're not even talking about that today. Under your name, it says <laughs> it says unemployment numbers come out today. Bob Costantini reports oh, on this. Really? Yes, it actually says under. And the best part is it says your name at the top, but then it says unemployment report. Da 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 da. CNN's Bob Costantini can report. <laughs> so. um... So how long does it take the average person to find a job? You mean from the day they get fired to finding right, a job? Right, or yeah, when from the day they go to the unemployment office to the day that they find the job. Four months. That is what. Uh, that's precisely correct. Is that really? I thought that was that a full-on screaming guess. Is what that was. That was. It is 16 weeks. That is the exact freakish number that you hit. That's right. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. I, the, the last time I was unemployed, it was more than double that. My career be, admittedly being a little more uh, uh, maybe uh, specialized than some of the others in terms of what the unemployment office can give you. I remember sitting there at the unemployment office and the woman said, you know, briefly describe your skills. And, re and really, when you think about it, A, I have no skills and B, the skills that I could possibly describe really all have to do with Small Wonder episodes or Rick Astley. And there's no job the unemployment office can send you to when Rick Astley is your only skill. There's nothing. There's this job and, you know, being Rick Astley. That's about it. So Right. Well, even Rick Astley himself, I dare say, would probably <laughs> yeah. run into much the same problem. We're, uh, just and FYI, we are now pledged to try to get him on the show. We have to get oh, Rick Astley. That's great. But we'll, if, if we get Rick Astley on, uh, we'll get you on so you can be part of it. Oh my gosh, that would be phenomenal. That is our promise to you, Lisa. All right, do you have big wow. plans for your uh, for your weekend? Um, we almost no plans this weekend. Excellent. Well, sometimes sometimes the best plan is to have no plans at all. Amen. Amen. You guys? Uh, Sarah, mouthful of sodium. <laughs> um, I'm going to my friend's slumber party tonight. Uh, Sarah's going Ooh. to an all-girls slumber party. Uh, strange as this sounds, and I don't really have time to talk about it now, my wife and I might, in fact, be going trout fishing. So, Wow. wow. Yeah, it's kind of a whole thing. So I'm sure you'll get to hear about my various hook maimings uh, on Monday. Yeah, so. I want some pictures. All right. Uh, I'll, yes, I'll, I'll get a shot of me wading out in some, uh, in some thigh highs or something. Right, 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 with the hat. Exactly. Okay. Uh, I, will, I, hate to, and I hate to endanger you by continuing to have you on the phone here. So uh, drive safely. <laughs> have a great weekend. We will talk to you uh, Monday. Okay, great. All right, use fewer syllables. <laughs> I'll try. I'll right. try. Bye. Right. There you go. Lisa Desjardins, ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic. Excellent. I have no idea when I'm talking to the CNN people that that's their boss. He's the... Uh, well, here's the and like when Laura, when Laura Caviezel was there, I didn't think that she was the boss. I thought she was like, you know, some, like a talking a head. Like, yeah, just like, okay, even scheduling the guests. You thought she was Richie. I'm sorry. I just called Richie a flunky. I didn't mean to do that. But you know what I mean. That Richie, you know, Richie schedules the guests. Mm -hmm. Richie isn't like... Like, like if we book uh, Lisa, it's not like Richie's calling Lisa back to get Lisa's notes on how the show was. Mm -hmm. Richie's, you know, Richie's there to answer the phone, make sure things happen at appropriate amount of time. He's the wrangler. Richie wrangles the guests. So that's the good way to put it. So if Mr. Skin's calling up or Dennis is going to be on or Aaron, Richie is there as sort of the first line of defense to make sure that everything happens at the appropriate time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's not necessarily there to, to like, tell Steve Kastenbaum, like, you know, how, how to do it or how the show is going or, you know, whatever. Um, and so you thought that Laura, or in this case, Dan, was like that. I did not know until this call just now that Dan takes down notes and passes them along to Lisa about so her is past he listening performance. Right now? No, but I get the feeling that if you, it, when he says to you, I think that you must have just thought he was making conversation or something. 
when he would when you. Because I was playing him because we we're I was um, playing him songs on the internet today. We're talking about Rick Astley. We're talking about Together Forever. Did you volunteer that you had talked to Lisa that we talked to Lisa you about know that Rick I'm Astley? Cr- yeah, you know I'm bonkers, and so I'm just, I talk to people about anything. So I'm just like, hey. I love Rick Astley, and we started chatting. So any uh, apparently any unsolicited comments like that then get passed to the correspondent as, quote, notes, sort of like consultant notes. Oh, okay. kind of creepy. So we got to start injecting things. So on Monday... Okay, yeah, you've got to yeah, uh, give me a heads up. On Monday, we got to find a way to complain nicely that Lisa's words have too many syllables. I am not going to do that. I will absolutely <laughs> not do I'll that. I'll do it. Okay, fine. I'll, then you can book CNN I'll do it. on Monday. I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. Have Richie do it. Sometimes um, Lisa um, uses, I don't know, some big words that I think might confuse some of the people in the audience. I, you know, we're trying to have a real broad appeal to this the show. This is your career, Rick. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm making her sound really smart. I'm just going to see if he'll convey along. And she signed off on it. She was. You heard her. I think that we should go with something <laughs> a little less. Like such as what? What? Okay. What is silly? Yet that he might uh, do, that he might uh, think. What what is silly, but sort of might sound real. Um, if we can get him to give her like, Casey did like, love you know, Rick Astley. We love we love talking to Lisa, but she throws in too many Duran Duran references. Is that okay? That's good, but is it too uh, is it too soon to do another music thing? Should it be like a movie or a TV show instead? <gasps> okay. Because today Rick Astley, maybe Monday. Melrose Place. She talks about Melrose Place all the she time. She talks about Melrose Place uh, way too much. This will, okay, this will actually be. I'm whispering. This will really be. Uh, this will be even funnier because she's expecting the note on Monday about syllables. Okay. All right. I can see why that one would make you uncomfortable. Um, Melrose Place, though, because then you can sort of, you know, because then it's funny. Well, can I put Dan? Can I get Dan in on the joke? No. No, because oh. no, because the you gag know is I'm not good at lying well, because, to people. Because if he's not in on the joke, then like. Then we're all in on the joke, and then there's no point. Because she kind of knows something's coming on Monday. We know it's coming. Uh, if Dan then knows it's coming, then we're basically all in a room telling each other a joke we already know. So, it's... But you should... You could... That girl loves... No, to, if you're gonna... She loves to throw in a lot of Melrose Place references. So, should I just... I'm not going to complain, but can I be like, yeah, we we had this the greatest conversation with Lisa. It's like, she's been talking about Melrose Place a lot. Sometimes you get really sidetracked. We'll, we'll spend a whole uh, segment just talking about Melrose Place. I mean, it's... Uh, I mean, it's great. Don't get me. She's really funny. The audience really does seem to like her. But, uh, boy, sometimes you look up at the clock and it's just been a whole conversation about nothing but Melrose. See, that's good. That's not going to get her in trouble. It sounds like we like her. It's just, but I'll be curious to see if he just sort of, if, like, what her note was. Lisa, KCMD, loves the Melrose. See, you know it's funny. You know it's great. And she knows it's coming anyway. So, mm. all right. And, uh, no, it'll be funny to do like the bait and switch there. Hello? Because she's expecting something about syllables. Hello? Um, yeah, what? Wait, hold on. Who's screaming okay. in the background? Uh, is, that a child, is that a child two, you've kidnapped? children. I'm a custodian in an elementary school, and it's lunchtime, so I'm overseeing 600 children. Oh, your life has got to be fun. Oh, yeah, it's great. All right. Um, you're giving away the Star Wars uh, trilogy? Yes, I am, sir. And I think that's wonderful, but which one of your audience doesn't already own that? Well, somebody else made that observation. In fact, the guy, <laughs> the guy who successfully got the Barack Obama song onto it. Can you, Sarah, please? Yeah, that, that, thank you. Uh, the guy who uh, successfully got the Barack Obama song onto Air America... Uh, uh, this guy, Ed, made that same observation. He's like, you know, everybody in your audience probably owns the Star Wars trilogy five or six times by now. So what are you going to do? I was just curious. And, oh, and uh, the, autism joke, the autism joke had me busting up the first time. With the you, should, the you should share it with the children there. I, I, I will. 
They're all standing around right now. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. I'll see you at the listener party. Bye now. Bye-bye. Hey, Marley. What's all that noise? I go, oh, the 600 kid. Oh, your life must be one. Wow. Did you hear how loud that was? That was so loud. That sounds like hell. Working in the That is zoo. where we are going to end up, my friend. <laughs> you and I burning forever with, like, screaming children. Yep. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. What's up? So, uh, for Lisa, maybe just throw out, just kind of le- let it linger out there, say something like, she really has a lot of pop culture references for a newswoman. Just kind of let it, you know, it's, I guess that's for fine. For a woman. For a lady. <laughs> Yeah, you know, for a news person. That's kind of that's kind of interesting, actually. For for, but I like for a newswoman. For a newswoman, she seems to have a have. She's a, a little mouthy for a newswoman. She, she, <laughs> she, I was just go, I was just trying to think of something like that. Like the no, no, no. She's really informed for a news lady. Yeah, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that. Oh, but of course not. I did have a uh, a quick observation about feeling demasculated about your job, or really what a tool job we all have. Yes. My dad had heart surgery on Monday, doing very well, but. Uh, sitting there talking to the surgeon, he's talking about these routine heart surgery where he took the heart lining off and he's holding the heart, you know, and I'm going, God, I am an incredible douche here. <laughs> and he's I, holding your father's heart in his hands. Yes, Look at I, me. And I'm making Princess Bride references when I'm talking to somebody about them, mostly do cars and giving them or something. And meanwhile, meanwhile, he's got like the little... Those like little little magnifying glass things that he puts on his eyes in the in the operating room as he's like repairing ventricles by hand. Yeah. At, at some point, I figured I chose it poorly, but <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Thank you. All right, uh, let's do two more and then we'll break. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson. How's your uh, how's your pot pie? It is so good. See, now I didn't know it was low calorie. I thought it was one of those like hungry ombre things they sell at Safeway. That's like I, mean, the, I don't think it's I mean, it's not good for you, but it has the same amount of calories as my Lean Cuisine thing that I bought. This is why I love you, by the way, because you don't really care what's in it. Like, it really could be made out of nuclear waste, but as long as it's only 205 calories, like, you're sold. Which is how I think, too. Hi, you're on the uh, Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Yeah, hi, Rick. I was going to talk about the um, the salt, or the, the proportions of sodium in salt. Well, this yeah. sounds like a really exciting call, then. Let's plunge cool. on ahead. I thought you need to be interested. It's, I am. It's actually NaCl or Na for sodium and Cl for chlorine in equal proportions. The sodium is a toxic metal. Uh, a half a teaspoonful of that in your mouth would burn all the way to your feet. Uh, chlorine. <laughs> That's a great phrase. Burn all the right? way. To, yes. Okay. And what about chlorine? Chlorine, a uh, test tube full snorted into the nostrils would kill you instantly. Well, so, mention that. So, so sodium and chlorine or chloride or whatever, they'll kill you, but if you mix them together, it's salt? It's salt. Okay, that's kind of cool, actually. And the, the sodium is about half, is, is half of the constituency of the salt. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Okay, and I've asked this before and nobody was ever able to answer it. Um, if hydrogen burns and oxygen burns, why doesn't water burn? Because it's already oxidized. See, but this is the problem with smart guys. See, you say that I know that in your head and to other science guys that makes sense. That means nothing to me. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have to take that up another time. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Hi, you're on the Rick. No, thank you. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Hello. Hey, I had a couple comments. Uh, one, on April 1st, I, I went to my favorite website, you know, to you know, check it out, and on the screen, it said, you got Rick rolled and had the Rick Ashley video. Yes. 
Yeah, I, I just kind of wonder where this obsession with Rick Astley came from all of a sudden. Uh, well, there, there used to be a thing. Um, see, again, this is like how people call up knowing about oxidization and sodium and whatever. All I know about is the history of this. So there was this thing that used to happen on the Internet. I mean, not like a long time ago. This thing called duck rolling. And it was where you would trick somebody into going to see, and I think it was a picture of like a duck on roller skates. And it was just sort of a goof. Like we're going to try to trick people into seeing this picture of a duck. And you go there, and it would say, you've been duck-rolled. Wah, wah, wah. And I, don't get, I don't get the whole right. rolled thing. Because it was a duck on roller skates. Oh, and okay. so you'd trick people into going to a page. You'd call it, like, important document about national security. You click there, duck on roller skates, and it would say, you've been duck-rolled. And at some point, it made the leap from duck-roll to Rick-roll with Rick Astley. And then as uh, these things always do, it, it just took on a life of its own. I understand. Yeah. Hey, and... Uh, I had I had sort of a sort of a comment about one of your top fives you had maybe about a week and a half ago. Yes, sir. The the things that cause a dispropor- disproportional amount of pain. Yes. Uh, I, I can't remember if this if this was on the li- on the list. This is kind of almost a, like a PSA in a way too for you. Uh, a a braised cornea hurts okay. like hell. Yeah, I think an anything cornea uh, probably yeah. goes on the list. Yeah. So uh, so like if you ever get anything in your eye and it. It doesn't come out within, like, I'd say, like, 15 minutes. Then the key is to go in after it with needle-nose pliers. Well, don't rub your eye, whatever you do. All right. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks. Bye. All right, one more. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Rick. Hey. Observations. Uh, First about Lisa. How about she's a little too personable and friendly for our professional broadcast. She's a little too what? Personable. She's a little too friendly. friendly, if you know what we mean. Oh, yeah. All right. And the second thing and? about the Star Wars trilogy, what makes this one different from every other one, five sets that we own, this one we didn't have to pay for. Yeah, no, that, that, that is true. All right, thank you, sir. Welcome. All right, we're giving away copies of the Star Wars trilogy. Spike enters a new galaxy with the complete Star Wars saga, featuring the basic cable premieres of Star Wars Episodes 1 and 2 and the broadcast premiere of Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. The saga begins April 4th, that is tonight, 8 p.m. Tune in each week for Star Wars Sundays, every Sunday, starting April 20th at 9 p.m. So, there you go. All right, uh, final email here, then we'll break. Rick, here's a couple ideas for the name of the next listener party, playing off the idea of a roast. If you didn't miss this, we announced at the bottom of the hour... Rick Emerson Listener Party, uh, 11, May 15th, 8 p.m. at the Crystal Ballroom featuring uh, the Rick Emerson Roast. Uh, that will be the, uh, the set so I can get rid of those last few remaining pesky shreds of dignity that I have. Uh, so that's happening in the middle. Uh, he said, how about fire talk with me? Ha ha. And then he signed, and then he says, fire roast with me. Ha ha. Anywho, I looked it up last night, and chickens do not, in fact, have lungs, Rick. They all wear Darth Vader breathing apparatuses and masks, unless they can't run and are twin chickens connected by the uh, the, uh, hair. So there you go. All right, let's break. Back after this, Tim Riley's new news hour. I've never looked on the twins connected by the hair. No. Ever. No. Ever. Never. Never, ever. ever. But it has to be true, because then we make the assessment that two people believe something in the room. (laughs) Exactly. All right, back after this, it's the Rick Emerson radio program. Don't go anywhere. Emerson radio program 503. Now everybody is just sending me those stupid U2 lyrics, like as a way to explain the. And I keep getting those angry lyrics too. <laughs> and like, hey, dumbass. Hey, but that's not even right though, because doesn't the uh, doesn't the U2 song say early morning April 4th? Early morning April 4th. 
Are you talking about Bloody Sunday? No, the... Sunday no, no, that's about Sunday. Ireland, isn't it? Yeah. No, that's what, that's what you're talking about. No, I'm like, talking about Pride Ireland. in the Name of Love. Isn't that about MLK? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't... Or such thin ice here all the time. <laughs> isn't Pride in the Name of Love about Martin Luther King? I don't know, but we should play it today. To make up Why? for ignorance. So we can be even wider than we already are. <laughs> so people who I don't show even realize right listen to the show. Like my friends are writing me. They're like, hey, idiot. Hey, ass. <laughs> he died today. Be respectful. I'm like, jeez. Hey, by the speaking of ass, and then we'll uh, and then we'll move on to the news. That uh, before we move on, uh, so we were talking about the, the jamming guys the other day, and um, and about how the the the, the jamming guys did this thing of like staking out the 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 bowling alley, and they got the joker phone and the bowling ball. By the way, did you say that they're actually? Because first we heard they were going to sell. The Joker phone on eBay. Now, did you say Why that there was something? Let's not even talk about them. Because it's leading up to something retarded. Um, oh. Did you? So, is that still the deal, or did you tell me there was going to be some other thing happening where they were going to like smash it or something? I know they're selling it for like ten thousand dollars on eBay, and then they said if they can't sell it, then they're going to smash it. See, here's the thing about that. That kind of gives the lie because one of them was sort of trying to claim the other day that he was like a big Batman fan. And that right there, mm-hmm. the idea, if we can't sell it, we'll just break it. That sort of gives the lie Absolutely. to that. That's a guy trying to pass as a Batman fan. That's what that is. Um, but that guy, those people just infuriate me. I don't even like thinking about but them. But do, do you know that they have? And I only mentioned it because today's Friday. And what adult is happy working on a job called the Playhouse? Also, but did you know what they, did you know what Friday is on the Jammin' Show? No, I don't. <laughs> it's, this is what they call it. It's Ass Friday. <laughs> I don't even know what Ass Friday is. It doesn't what even, is Ass Friday? I don't know. It doesn't even work. You know what would be funny? Ass Wednesday. We should have done that. That's Well, we can do it. Let's we, do it. We should have done Ass Wednesday. See? That's wit. Ass Friday is just stupid. That just doesn't even make any sense. Ass Friday. On that note. Okay. It's time for the Rick Emerson Noon News Hour from AM 970 Solid State Radio. And now, from the Ministry of Truth, Ask Wednesday. this is Tim Riley. Not a problem. No. <laughs> I'll be good. Well, soon everybody's going to want one. The pregnant man next door. Thomas Beatty, the Oregon man who was pregnant, talked about uh, gender and a person's right to have a biological child on the Oprah program yesterday. I have a very stable male gender identity. I see pregnancy as a process, and it doesn't define who I am. Whatever. So he used to be a woman, and is now more than six months into pregnancy. Yes, but he's all freak, Tim. He tells Oprah he has the right to have his own child. I feel it's not a male or female female desire to want to have a child. It's a human desire. And I'm a person, and I have the right to have my own biological child. All right, let's take a vote right now. Who hates this guy? I do. I do. I do. Okay, there you go. No, it's yeah. just like, it's not a man or a woman thing. You're a woman. Like, you, yes, it is a man or a woman thing, because you're growing a your baby farm in there. It's like, <laughs> you've got a vagina. Obviously, it's inside of you. It's <laughs> but, not like, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. It does. But... <laughs> You idiot. The fetus can't gestate in a box, friend. Uh, the uh, so the uh, what is it? What am I quoting right there? Is that Life of Brian or is it Holy Grail? I'm not sure. Life of Brian, where the guy's like he, he's talking about having a sex. Where's the fetus gonna gestate in a box? Um, because gestate. because he's just. Here's the thing. Like a week ago, it was interesting, and then the day after that, it was sort of like, is it you know, it's 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 puzzling, and then. 
I think with that, it just becomes attention whoring. You know, yes, I know your daddy either didn't love you or loved you too much. Just keep it to yourself. So move on. Have the baby and stay home and off my television. I mean, really, honestly, there's just like a there's a really unsettling, uh, just creepy attention whoring thing uh, about the. And here's the thing. Here's here's what an open minded guy I consider myself to be. I'm not even really creeped out by the fact that it's like a half sex change operation. Whatever. I don't care. Big world. Do whatever you like. But the idea that now I'm going to shove a baby out, too, and then I'm going to go on Oprah and wave it around, uh, the baby. Um, because you know that's the next step. Uh, the next step is claiming they want privacy, followed by them no, selling pictures of the baby. But, at, but, yeah. but all the time demanding that the media leave them alone. That's you know the that other it'll thing. be like, and the title will be Mr. Mom. You know that. Exactly. He's going to become the new Britney. I, it's, it, he'll be showing up, you know what, at the gas station before you know it. But see, his you know what is what? I don't even know what it is. Oh, it's a it's vagina. <laughs> When did we start saying that? Is that like a Borat thing? What, <laughs> Fahina? <laughs> or is that you? Have you made that up? I think it's me. Is it a silent G? Like a Mexican G? It's, it's a silent G. A Fahina. <laughs> okay. Is that, a, is that like Mexican genitalia? All right. Here's Tim Riley. I think this has gone too far. I'm just saying, if you're... They have Spanish as a silent G, or is it... What is it that makes the silent H sound? Silent G? What are you talking no, about? No, a double L. If it was a... Well, Gila. Or Jorge. Like a J, a J. A J makes an H sound. What well, makes it? Jorge. Jorge has a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> well, have this program been on in Mexico? <laughs> Soon this program may only be on in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Jorge has uh, a vagina. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. man. All right. So uh, we're done with that story. I'm going to turn it over, <laughs> put it in the corner, and go on to our next thing. Heather has two genders. I'm just, I'm just waiting for you to give us something else. Otherwise, I'm going to sit and talk about gender all day. Gender. I barely knew her. Well, let's talk about the Oregon man who threatened to have a massacre. Okay. Oh. oh. Very serious. He's a former Oregon man, though. A student with weapons, including four AK-47. <clears throat> Sarah. <coughs> he threatened to, uh, over the Internet, to carry out a Virginia tech-type massacre. The threat was discovered last month by authorities in Oregon. Virginia, Tim. Were... <laughs> I'm sorry. This is a bad I'm story. I'm sorry, but he didn't kill anybody. No, they stopped him. Okay. Uh, Caitlin Chi Wong uh, went to high school and uh, college here. And apparently the home he shares with his parents in Florida were searched and police found stacks and stacks of shells in plain view with 13 firearms, 5,000 pounds of ammo, and uh, some could pierce armor and take down military machinery or aircraft. Where does one even buy that? In Florida. <laughs> in where, Tim? Florida. Oh. Yeah! All me. It was all you. That yeah. was all you. On a roll today. Yeah. Mm. So uh, he's not going to be doing it after all. No. Did you see that story in Drudge? That there was some some Florida street gang that they caught with an anti-tank missile? No. <laughs> and, like, in this country, not not like in Bosnia, there's some Florida street gang uh, that the cops are, you know, confiscating or whatever, all right, handgun, zip gun, gravity knife. Anti-tank missile launching thing. I mean, it just, it just had it sitting around in the house. Well, I think those people have promised not to kill anyone today. <laughs> but the what, weekend is what coming. What people? Uh, the people who usually cause problems in Florida. What people are those, Tim? Uh, lawless Flori people. Floridians. Floridians. Those people, by which we mean lawless Floridians mm -hmm. of all stripes. All right. 
I got a great email the other day. Somebody, um, somebody who was, he's, some email, I couldn't tell. It was another hate mail that I couldn't tell if it was real or not. Um, oh, it's real. They're hate. always real, Rick. Hate is real. I know, because he ended, it was like, you know, blah, 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 blah. another blah, blah. mittens filled one? Uh, what, another what? Another mittens filled no, one? No, well, it was filled with, but then at the end he said, he said, um, he said, you people are just terrible. And by you people, I mean Asians. Like that was the last. That was kind of what threw me. Like it seemed some guy, and it seemed it seemed kind of legitimate until at the end he said, "You people are terrible," and by "you people" I mean Asians. And I kind of I looked at him. Believe we're Asian? I don't know. And after a while, it was just causing my brain too much. I just deleted it because I couldn't figure it out. It was like my brain was in a knot. Here's Tim Riley. So anyway, uh, Hillary's going to be visiting this weekend. She'll be in Oregon for two appearances. She'll be at Liberty High School in Hillsboro tomorrow morning. Doors open at 8 o'clock, like everyone in the suburbs is up and running at 8. And the event uh, and the event begins at 9.30. Then she goes to Eugene for a similar event at South Eugene High School. Doors there open at 11.30. Now, how's she going to get there in two hours? I guess they're going to fly her there. She's, in her, uh, she's on, magical. On her broom. I guess so. I mean, that's that's pretty fast. <laughs> the, um, I, uh, I can't. On her broom. <laughs> Come on. That's a cheap joke. We're laughing. <laughs> I hope you were laughing because it was lame. Uh, it is also lame. I can't imagine why would Hillary be going to ban or to Eugene. I can't imagine there's a big like Hillary base in Eugene. Uh, who there would possibly vote for her? I don't know. That's got to be a full-on Obama stronghold. I would so, imagine well, so. Whatever. Good luck, Hillary. So uh, yeah, that's that for her. Oh, by the way, Todd. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. This is not Todd. This is Chris has said. By the way, uh, about Ass Friday. I believe they have their Catholic references mixed up, i.e. your Ass Wednesday. They should refer to it as Boob Friday. No, that doesn't really work either, sir. Good try, but Boob Friday doesn't really... And No, that's been done. Here's Tim Rabbit. Uh, so, uh, people in the Cove have identified the man found in the deep hole. They say uh, James Moore had a history of digging, and now when he got buried in a hole, he dug. The 46-year-old is reported missing in November... Last month, crews used an excavating machine to dig in the hillside where he was known to dig. They found his body along with clothing, a broken shovel, and lumber used to shore up his tunnels. It didn't work. Well, this is a close call. There's a picture of it on my website. How close this woman came to getting a log in her face. Oh, no, no, no. Go to RileyLive.com. Is it RileyLive.com? Is she okay? She's okay. I don't even know if I want to Look at how close it came. There's oh, an there's elderly the creepy fish woman. thing. Oh, yeah, the creepy <gasps> fish is on there, too. The fish with a smile. Oh, that, no, wait. Are you talking about that fish with the fangs they just found in Utah? Oh, that's no, no, a that, separate one. that is the fish that doesn't uh, swim. It walks. It's the fish with human eyes that Yeah, crawls. it has human eyes oh, and a frown. And it frowns. Oh. Yeah. Turn that smile upside down, Mr. Fish, <laughs> before you kill me. Uh, remind me to uh, send you a picture of another terrifying fish they just found yesterday. Oh, I love them. Okay, so, ooh, that's unnerving. See how close that is? Jesus. Wow. Where was this? This happened in Scapoose. Damn, man. So her vehicle collided with a loading logging truck, and one of the logs penetrated the passenger oh. compartment through the oh. front windshield. Luckily, she didn't have a passenger, thank goodness. Do you know who her passenger Jesus was her passenger. This is a 1993 Buick driven by Evelyn Sanders. She's 82 from Scapoose. She was following the loaded log truck on Highway 13. Uh, the log truck operated by Daniel Burnell of Dallas was northbound in the right-hand side. And, uh, yeah, she locked in on her brakes when she saw the log ends appear in front of her, but was unable to avoid the condition. She uh, just has minor injuries. Jesus. That's, that'll, that'll keep you out of a car for the rest of your life. 
That'll keep you at home with the door mm-hmm. bolted. Uh, so I guess she just wasn't paying as close attention as she should have. Where was she, Tim? Where was she driving? Skaboose. Now, did she? Did you say that she Where rear-ended the truck or she crossed the center line? How did it? Yeah, apparently she got a little bit too close. Yeah. <laughs> you think? Oh. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's... you. Uh, it it might if, for me it might almost be worth it just to be killed because then I'm then because otherwise the rest of your life, which maybe in her case admittedly not as long as perhaps you know for me but that's pretty scary but I mean that's what I mean the rest can you imagine the amount of sedatives you would need after that and for how long but you're if you're ready to maybe you take it with a grain of salt I guess maybe well, perhaps uh, I'll move on here's Tim <laughs> Riley uh, so uh, let's see. Talk about Hillary. Well, we'll talk about Hillary in a minute. Uh, Barack Obama's Chicago church is making headlines again. Now they have a brand new pastor uh, to replace the old one that nobody liked. Who does he hate? Uh, let's see. This guy's name is Otis Moss III. He says, uh, enough is enough, says Otis. As a church, we say no more. Enough is enough. Today, we, the pastors, members, and supporters of Trinity United Church of Christ, proclaim that we take back our sacred space. So they're going to have a national day of racial healing in May, but not till May. <laughs> it can wait. Yeah, there's, there's no problems. Just put it off. We got things to do. So uh, the media has seized on the opinion that uh, Hillary Clinton is going down the drain, and uh, they're not about to change their minds. So, but she appeared on uh, Jay Leno last night. She opened with a joke mm-hmm. about that highly publicized lapse of memory she had in Bosnia. It is so great to be here. You know, I I was worried I wasn't going to make it. Yeah, I was pinned down by sniper fire. <sighs> I think she. I just. I try to like her, Rick. I try to like it's her. It's just that when she speaks, right? It's, it's just when she speaks. Like I hate she, it with that she talk. exists on like a piece of paper or something. Like that, she's fine. You Maybe like she was a deaf mute. You might like her a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she was a deaf mute and only recently learned to speak, which would explain her particularly odd and grating speaking style. Mm-hmm. But no, you're totally right about that. If she was, you like the idea of Hillary Clinton. That's exactly what I like. You like her on paper, as long as she's not on television or on the radio or in any way speaking or moving or. Well, this whole thing's bad. Then, if people don't like her already, think about what it's going to be like if she's elected to president. I well, I, I mean, I was thinking about that this morning. Actually, I saw this picture of John McCain. And I was thinking whether well, the conventional wisdom is that McCain's just sweeping his way to victory right now with every day that the Democrats just can't, I mean, just, they can't get their act together to figure what the hell they're doing. And so the notion that this is just going to hand it to McCain. Well, that's because they have Paul Begala and uh, that other guy, Garbill, yep, who can't win anything. No. Yet they keep putting them in charge to lose some more. And, but uh, have you noticed that uh, Paul Begala's done that thing that they all do? He's tried to grow a beard to have gravitas, oh, to have wow. weight. Um, but I was going through the various candidates thinking, well, what is the national mood? Because that's the thing about the president. The president's got to set the, the mood for the nation in some ways. And I was like, well, what is the mood going to be if Hillary wins? Well, if Hillary wins, I think that we're all going to be a little staggered and reeling from that a little bit. Because I just because as much as I root for chaos, I just can't be, part of me just can't believe that it'll happen. Just because I think it might. I think Hillary being elected president might actually break the country in half. I don't mean like uh, socially. Or inter- philosophically, I mean, I think really the, the earth might just split open and succubi would pour forth from the earth's core and descend on humanity. So I almost don't believe that Hillary can be elected because it might, in fact, bring about the fabled apocalypse. So there's that. Um, if Barack gets elected, I guess there's, 
don't know. I guess he's gonna. Get, we're all gonna get ice cream or puppies or something. And if uh, and if and if, but if McCain gets elected, can't you just figure like a big like a national sort of sigh? If McCain, ladies and I mean, picture this, ladies and gentlemen, President John McCain, and you just kind of go. Like, you're not even really angry, you're not happy, you're just sort of... Well, it's over with. Yeah, you just sort of... Like, when they say President McCain, you just kind of want to sit down in your sofa and kind of change the channel. You just... It just makes you sort of sad and disinterested in everything. Uh, let's see, we've got um, a call about bacon, a call about oxygen, or a joke about the homeless. Tim? They're all about the same, aren't they? Yeah, I suppose. Um, Pick anyone. We'll go down the list. All right. uh, oh, sorry. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hi, Rick. And I heard you guys correctly earlier when you said a guy uh, got caught up and hung himself with a backpack full of 40s. He had a backpack full of uh, malt liquor, was trying to go over a fence, he got snagged, yes, hung himself. And you said tangled up in booze. I thought uh, the world's worst hangover would be better. Wah, wah. <laughs> okay, that's much better than mine. I was also going to go with tangled up in brew. And that's yeah, also... That's better. See, is that better? That's better than booze. But his world's worst hangover. See, that's even better. That's better than all of mine. And, Sarah, you almost made me wreck my van when you said, come on, you're a guy, It's a bit, or you're a girl, it's a baby factory in there. Well, our goal is to eventually drive someone off the road into a log truck, sir. Oh, that's don't say the, that. It's about the third time you guys have almost killed me, so thanks a lot. Now we're going to try harder, <laughs> clearly. Almost. Happy right. Friday. Thank you. Bye. Here's Tim Ryan. Well, as long as he stays out of scapoos. Yeah, seriously. So, uh, let's talk about uh, Randy Rhodes, shall we? She's a popular personality. Uh, speaking of things that just make me want to change the channel. Okay. Uh, she's been suspended. This after a public appearance in San Francisco, sponsored by uh, something called Air America. She lashed out on former vice presidential candidate Geraldine Ferrero and current presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. Okay, now is this bleeped? We've been told it is. It says bleep. <laughs> I'll we'll like, find out. Okay, and spe speaking of, of voice, you know what they ought to do? That's what Hillary Clinton ought to do if she wants to be elected. She ought to hang out with Randy Rhodes. Mm -hmm. Because compared to this woman's voice, Hillary will sound like she's singing arias Maybe to you. Maybe she could be her running mate. All right. Hillary is a big f***ing whore, too. And you know why she's a big f***ing whore? Because her deal is always, read the fine print, Wow. Wow. Who is that woman? Randy Rhodes. She's uh, an alleged. She? She's an alleged talk show host. Ew, imagine, who imagine to her. No one, no one. <laughs> Be masochists, people who enjoy having their eardrums sanded. That's who listens. Uh, she went on to say, I can't believe it's what a whore Geraldine Ferraro is. She's such a whore. Uh, meanwhile, the alleged whore. Uh, says the Air America host should be fired. What did they do with Don Imus when he went after two, this young black team who were playing basketball? You know what? You, uh, you yeah. treat them both the same. Oh, that is the anniversary. A, that's, a, that's a fair point, actually. Yeah. This is the anniversary of, uh, of Imus. Is that of when he said it or when he got fired? Uh, I think when he said it. That's actually that's a that's a fair point. Not that anybody ever listened to him. Still, this I'm is just, just the anniversary when he was last paid attention to. I. Uh, that's an, that's an interesting observation that they would make. I mean, I don't think either of them are firing offenses, really. No. Uh, CBS obviously uh, felt differently, or somebody did. But that's an interesting point that, that, that Randy Rhodes just gets uh, suspended for it. But, boy, goddamn, what a, what, a, what a horribly shrill... Wasn't Randy Rhodes the one that was... Um, is she still employed? Does she still have a, a talk show? Well, they've suspended her, right? So. Yeah, they've yeah, suspended they've... her. I don't know what else they've uh, Yeah, she's there. out. Um, but uh, now let's... Step carefully here because I can't quite put this together in my head. Let's step carefully for these through these next few through these next few moments. Hey, um, so you know, apparently there's a really good book out about William Paley oh. um, that I'm gonna have to uh, pick up. I just heard of that this morning. Um, 
wasn't Randy Rhodes the one who there was some incident a couple months ago where she like knocked out one of her teeth or she had a black so. eye or something, and there were varying stories as to why why the eye had been blackened or how. Because at one point, now I am doing this from memory, so I apologize if this is incorrect. At one point, didn't she say she tripped while she was walking her dog? Oh, I think so, yeah. And then I think someone had claimed at some point that she'd been at a bar pounding down vodka tonics or something or other. And then there was some third version that I heard floated somewhere where she, I swear to you, literally had said she'd walked into a door or something. Now I'm going to have to go figure it out. Well, anyway, you don't have to worry about her for a while. Here's Tim Riley. Well, with the uh, springtime here and warmer weather following, many people are heading outside to work in the garden. Perhaps one is you. Uh, Dr. Yvonne Braver of the Cleveland Clinic says tending to your plants and flowers could be good exercise. So people always consider exercise as something that you have to get very hot and very sweaty and, you know, work very vigorously. A lot of people can't do that. But anytime you're out there moving and working and bending and stretching, it's exercise and it's very good for you. Remember not to overdo it the first time you grab your tools. Especially when you're getting out after a long winter and just getting out to gardening, make sure you take your time. You're going to get a little achy, so bend and stretch before you exercise, before you do your work. Work out those muscles. Okay. I'll do that. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to figure out uh, who it is that savagely beat Randy Rhodes. Oh. A teenage surfer is recovering at the hospital after suffering a shark bite when he was in waist-deep water near New Smyrna Beach, Florida. Doctors say teeth sunk several inches into Joey DeGrazzo's leg, puncturing a major artery. Nothing I could really do. It happened so fast. I just didn't even know what to do. He, he shook his head, wouldn't let go for a second, and I tried to pull my foot out, and finally he just let go. That's pretty gnarly, dude. <laughs> Who was that? Some dude. Some guy. Surfer dude. All right. From Florida. Okay. Uh, the 50 Cent is reportedly trying to get his baby's mama evicted from one of his houses. Uh, the G-Unit rapper was expected to ask a New York court to force Shaniqua Tonkins to leave his Long Island mansion. Tonkins is the mother of 50's 10-year-old son, Marquise. Uh, she and the boy, along with a daughter she has from a previous relationship, have been living in the house for quite some time. But in February, a judge ruled that Tonkins could stay in the house while looking for a new place to live. Uh, Mr. Cent repeatedly uh, believes that Tonkin has failed to make an effort to find a home, and now he wants her out. Uh, earlier this year, Thompson's $25,000 a month support was kept to just $6,700. Just $6,700. Squeaking, squeaking by. So the rapper's rep will not comment on this story. Let's see. So I've got... So somebody has... Uh, we'll have to get back to this later. These are more observations about the... Uh, about the, the, the he, she, uh, whatever. Uh, a woman says here... Let's see. I think it is a woman who said this. Said, um, hey, I brought that pregnant man. When looking at the, now, are there shirtless pictures yes. of the pregnant mom? Yes. Mom, dad, says, am I the only one that can't take my eyes off the big man boobs? Well, I don't know. Now I have to look. Do you have uh, photos of? Wait, seven? so wouldn't that be a topless woman though? I don't know the answer. Because to that. if she still has the vagina and like if she has like these, these moves going on, I mean, wouldn't you moves. think that she <laughs> should have to cover those? Moves. You know, that's the thing that I've only ever seen like on paper. I've never heard the word moves out loud. Moves. Well, I mean, wouldn't that be? And the best thing is that as you said the word moves, you dangled your hands limply in front of your chest and waggled them like you were like a flipper baby or something. Sort of a, like you had little T Rex arms. Are there arms. topless pictures of this pregnant man woman? Him? There have been, yes. 
But I haven't looked carefully. Where are they, are they on, on the, the internet? internet? They're everywhere. All right. Topless men will Turn on anything. You'll find one. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Topless they, pregnant men. He's right. taken over America. I've never Googled this before. Yeah. Topless pregnant men. <laughs> Engaging Intertron. All right. What What is the man? What's his name? Her name? His name? His name? Playing the pronoun game. Uh, the, he's known as the pregnant man. He's Thomas Beatty. B-E-A-T-I-E. First name Thomas. Thomas Beatty. Beatty. Topless. Thomas. I can't believe Beatty. I'm seeking out photos of a of a topless pregnant transsexual. How <laughs> um, soon before Larry Flint? Wait, how did you spell Beatty? I don't know, yeah. but the first result is from a magazine okay. just called Nuts. B E A T I E. Oh, okay. I That's like uh, they tie. Okay, all I'm getting is pictures of Avril Lavigne now. No, they're not the same person. <laughs> I don't know why. All I'm getting is a bunch of pictures of topless people. That's bizarre. Okay, now I've just got Brittany making out with that college guy in a hot tub. Nope, that's not him. When I put in Thomas Beatty, why is it giving me topless Britney Spears photographs? I'm getting Britney naked Spears rugby league 13. Now it's a picture of Ving Rhames. This doesn't make any sense at all. None of this makes any no. sense. All right, I can't believe I'm saying this, but really, out there, somebody, if somebody does, uh, if somebody has... Um, <laughs> a topless picture of Thomas Beatty. <laughs> a topless picture of the pregnant man. They're everywhere. Please, um... Please, please. Um, How come we can't find them? I don't know. You're trying too hard. It's going to relax and let it happen naturally, Sarah. <laughs> Just let it happen. Jesus. All right. Um, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show, for the love of Jesus. Hey, good afternoon, Rick. Hello. So this whole story, in my opinion, is there's not one big deal about this story at all. It's a woman who's pregnant who got her boobs taken out and takes testosterone pills, and that is about it. Well, but it, it is weird because it's because it's an incomplete uh, it's an incomplete makeover. That's all I'm saying. It's just it's sort of odd. Well, she she cut her hair. She takes testosterone. Has facial hair. Has a beard. Has, it's a bearded it's a bearded woman or man with a vagina. There's no getting you can't gild this lily. So there's no getting around the weirdness of this story. No matter how you no matter in what context you try to frame it. Man, she doesn't like Angora sweaters. I'm not I'm not trying to pass judgment, but there, you, one cannot claim with a straight face, so to speak, that this is not weird. The thing is, you go down to Portland and you see tons of transsexuals, just none of them ever got knocked up. Well, I I guess I suppose. Although I see I think you see more. Uh, transvestites here than you do transsexuals although to be fair i guess if it was a good enough job how would you know so now the movie with arnold schwarzenegger jr when you know he was obviously a dude and got pregnant that, that was awesome had that been real life <laughs> that'd have been awesome if this was just like the movie jr it would rule <laughs> but it's not it's just a woman who takes testosterone pills who got pregnant artificially yeah, but I, but now that, but if, if there are men and i it, i don't make it sound like i'm like really Maybe disproportionately interested in the man boobs. She doesn't have boobs. Really? There's not. Seen? No, there's no. Look. All right. Except for somebody put little squares right, over the nipples. On. Oh, that's the same photo yeah, that's... we've seen before. Those are not man boobs. That's too much for children. That is, yeah. No, children shouldn't <laughs> see those nipples. You can show the rest of it, just not the I know. nipples. Now, now, heaven the man, forbid. Pregnant, you can't see his. Now, see, that's really weird. So it is. So from the from the waist up, it's a man now, and yet they're still blurring out the nipples. God damn, we are the the most warped society. Yeah. Really, honestly, we are just the most messed up group of people. The, no, no, no. Cover the nipples. That makes you think about this. What if you were just to show the nipples with no context? In other words, you couldn't see the face, you know, or, or anything below. If you just saw the chest, would they still blur the nipples if you couldn't tell what gender they were? Hmm. All right. Thank you, sir. 
Thank you. All right. <clears throat> Like, if you had... Um, the head of Britney's sister. Like, if you had, uh, you know, like, if you just had a bunch of a bunch of flat-chested nipples in a lineup, and you couldn't tell if they were male or female, I mean, would you have to blur them all? I mean, that's an interesting question. That's one of those FCC angels on the head of a pin question, though. But this uh, is the Internet. Yeah, I suppose. I'm just saying it's, it's a little interesting what passes for, for family journalism these days and what doesn't. Here's Tim Riley. It's got to be stopped. Yes, all of it. Americans are more dissatisfied with the country's direction than any other time since the New York Times CBS News poll began asking the subject in the early 1990s. In the poll, 81% of respondents say they believe that things have gotten pretty seriously off the wrong track. Up to 69% a year ago thought so, and 35% in 2003. Although the public moon has been uh, darkening since the early days of the war in Iraq, it has taken a new turn for the worse in the past few months, as the economy has seemed to slip in a recession. It is now nearly a national consensus that the country faces significant problems. <laughs> really? So there couldn't be a better time for a pregnant man to come along and lift everyone's spirits. <laughs> Let's thank you, pregnant man, national mascot. You've you know given us the is doing a special. <laughs> on this year, there'll be people making terse little comments in the background. <laughs> uh, well, Hal Sparks is running out of things to comment on. So, all right, uh, we should take a break. By the way, I would like to thank the uh, person. Remember, there was that big, uh, there was that posting on the Craigslist a while back with the sparkly unicorn. Uh, well, one of the other ones, and it was all like blah 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 blah. And Rick Emerson does big mounds of blow. Somebody has now taken a screen capture from that Listener Party 9 intro video we did where I'm sitting behind the huge, like, fake pile of cocaine. <laughs> the, the, my Scarface photo. And it says, look, Rick Emerson does mounds of blow. Here's proof. I found this on the Internet. And it's that picture of me from the video where I have, the, like, the foot-high pile of cocaine in front of me. Oh, my God. And no I... hair in the front. All right. It's in the when you're all balding. Yeah. Yeah, I look even more bald in color. Back after this, the Rick Emerson Show. Why, hello, it's... Hello? <laughs> Hi. Hello. How you doing? Hi, it's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Rick, Ass Friday doesn't even make any sense. How about Booby Tuesday? Okay, that's funny. How about just another Hispanic Monday? No, that's too much, sir. Here's Tim Riley. Well, having a husband creates an extra seven hours of housework each week for women. For men, tying the knot saves an hour of weekly chores. Woo! It's a well-known pattern, says Frank Strafford, an economist with the University of Michigan Institute for Social Research. Men tend to work more outside the home, while the women take on more of the household labor. Excellent. He points out individual differences among households. But in general, marriage means more housework for women and less for men. You know what, uh, and, I, and I say this only because it's absolutely true. You know what Lara spent all day yesterday with him? Cleaning the kitchen. Hmm. All day. She did uh, this kind of deep clean. I thought you guys hired somebody to do that. We were gonna, but then we got into the whole thing of like, uh, how often are you, if you hire somebody to come clean like the kitchen, how often are they going to do it? Because if it's somebody coming every week, that gets to be a little pricey. But if it's every two weeks, every three weeks, then what, are we just going to let it go to seed and just be filthy for two weeks and, you know, have it basically be clean for like two days a month? 
So then it becomes a whole thing of how often to have it. I know these are hard problems to have, but how often does one have have the housekeeper come clean, Sarah? So, but anyway, so what she did yesterday, she spent all day. And keep in mind, she doesn't really do this all the time. This is a kind of a once-a-year thing. She did her, like, her deep cleaning of the kitchen. She took every single item out of the fridge, went through and threw everything away that she knew we were not going to use. Uh, it was sitting there past the expiration date, something that is, we just we bought in a whim and never ate, and it was just, like, past the point of eating. Um, went through the cupboards, went through the pantry. Every single thing got either given to, you know, like Goodwill or, you know, whatever it is, the food bank, uh, or thrown away or kept. Every single thing in the kitchen got cleaned. Um, and I'm not saying that's like her place to do it, but I'm saying she took it upon herself to do it because she went to clean kitchen. I left my own devices, would never have done any of those things. And all of that food would still have been in there like 10 years from now when I finally moved away. So that is, a, I buy into the truth of this story, Tim. So men showed a somewhat different pattern with older men picking up the broom more than younger men. Yeah. Single guys work the hardest around the house, trumping all age groups of married men. That's a lie. That's what it says here. Well, some people studying it. Maybe, okay, well, single men, I guess, as opposed to married men. Mm -hmm. But that's but that's a little bit misleading, too, because when they say that single guys clean the house more often than... Cleaning the house is a bit of an elastic term, though, because all that means is when some girl's coming over, you just throw all your dirty dishes into the oven and shut the door. I mean, that, that, that's really what cleaning... There's something wrong with that? No, but I'm saying when they say single men clean the house more... I mean, I was single. I'm just so I thankful that. that I have a dishwasher because I can just stick all my dirty dishes you in betcha. there. You betcha. I have one, too. I have one, too. Her name's Lara. Oh, I knew no, you were going no, there. No, 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 no. But um, everyone knows that you're the lady of the I am. No, I am. I have no pants. Um, but do you remember life without a dishwasher? Anybody? Oh, I didn't have one until I moved into... Uh, Is that true? No, it was awful. My like kitchen a savage? had, like, mold and stuff on it. Oh, I like, remember that. I stuff. remember the big fruit flies that were in your kitchen, too. Yeah. Uh, Tim, dishwasher? No. You remember not having a dishwasher? I remember paper plates. Paper plates. Yeah. I didn't do paper plates, uh, but I, I did... Paper plates. See, but I didn't do that. I would just get, like, the one plate, one fork, one knife. That, I've done that. I've and done I just used it years. for months. Yeah. Six months, I had one plate, one fork, one knife, one glass, one spoon, one dish. That was it. Uh, and then, you know, if they ever got to the point where they couldn't be cleaned anymore, I would throw them away and just get one more plate, one more fork. So it was, it was you know, it was a simpler time. So that's that. That's that. Well, let's talk about the uh, South Carolina woman who's suing Victoria's Secret over an alleged uh, Brazier injury. She's from uh, Greenville, South Carolina. She filed a lawsuit against Victoria's Secret, saying that a defective bra seriously cut one of her breasts. Ah. Uh, she submitted a new version of the suit correcting an error in the depth of the wound. <laughs> in the original suit, Jessica Lang claimed a uh, Jessica Lang. That's what it says here. Claimed a bra she bought at a uh, mall malfunction, causing a deep cut to her chest and breast, nearly six inches wide, six oh. inches deep. Yeah, I demand that Sarah pay close attention to the story because I have to suffer through all those penis watch stories where a guy's scrotum gets torn off. So well, some of those happen? today too. <laughs> yeah, we have a and we have a horrific penis injury coming up. Yeah, we do. Uh, so you have to listen to the story about a puncture wound to a woman's bosom. A six inch. So now the new allegation uh, alleges it was three inches long and a quarter inch deep, resulting in scarring. Oh, that's uh, nothing. Was it the underwire? Well, no, it's a, the result of a clerical error. Now, Lane claims she was fired from a company after she had to miss work to recover from her bra-induced injury. Uh, she said that the bra broke and the wire came through the, lac the laceration and hit her in the breast. Uh. 
So Victoria's Secret is negligent, she says. This bra was carelessly designed, manufactured, constructed, assembled, inspected, and sold the brassiere that was dangerous and unsafe for intended uses, says the man. It was the bra for novelty use, not to be worn. Mm-hmm. Not for breast support. No. So it's just a... Now, the underwire... It's kind of scary, too, because, you know, you wear a bra, and there is, like, a big metal... But it's not pointy it. or anything, it's or it shouldn't that, be. Well, it's not pointy, but, I mean, it has points on either end. Is it like having... Um, is it like a coat hanger? Yeah. In there? In the, in the, in the bra? <laughs> in the... <laughs> There's a bunch of coat hangers in there. Coat hanger in there. Hanger in there. Um, but it's it's just. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, you're lucky. I have to walk around with this thing strapped to me every day, made out of wires and cloth. And, and if it all oh. goes if it goes wrong, it's a jabbing you right where oh. you don't want to be jabbed. I know. Now I don't want to think about that. Yeah. I'm surprised the Japanese haven't designed a better one. Usually they do that with no. American products. Well, I was actually just gonna say, doesn't it surprise you that there hasn't been some sort of advance? I mean, I know we have the Wonder Bra, but that didn't really count. In terms of the actual bra construction, it seems like that's a thing that they ought to have sort of advanced beyond by now. It, it seems like big mental, metal pointy things right right near a sensitive part of your anatomy. It seems like we ought to, have, I don't know, outstripped that by now in terms of technology. Well, apparently not. Somebody needs to get on that stat. All right. Uh, Tom Selleck's classic Magnum P.I. character may soon be resurrected without Tom Selleck. According to Entertainment Weekly, Matthew McConaughey has been offered the title role in the big screen remake of the TV series. He is reading the script. But he has him denounce whether or not he will take the role of the private investigator Thomas Sullivan Magnum 4. Or is that Magnum 6? Magnum P.I. Uh, aired on CBS from 1980 to 88. Wow, that was a long time. Um, first of all, A, I can kind of see that. Much as I'm not much of a, much as I'm not really a fan of Matthew McConaughey at this point, he looks greasy. I, uh, I can see him being Magnum P.I. He does have that kind of laid back, uh, not stoner charm, but the laid-back sort of doofus charm uh, that, that Tom Selleck had uh, as that character. Uh, also, I'm almost afraid to go back and watch Magnum P.I. reruns, but at the same time I kind of want to because that was a really good show, at least in my memory. But a lot of those things, they don't hold back. Hold back. They don't hold up when you go back. Um, you go back and you watch, uh, you know, you, I'm going to go back and watch What's Happening. That was fine television. And then you, like, like an idiot... Uh, you go and you buy the whole box set. Why Why? Why rent it? Why sample it via Netflix? I'm going to pay $49. This is why CD Game Exchange is so great. Because then if it's like you buy something and it's crap, you're only out like 20 bucks. Because otherwise you're like, no, 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 I'm going to buy the whole, you know, the entire series of Dungeons and Dragons, the animated cartoon. And then it's just awful. So I wonder if Magnum P.I. is still good. That seemed to have, um, that seemed to have a special kind of zing to it uh, as far as television dramas go. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just talking to myself sometimes. <laughs> Once you say Dungeons and Dragons, you know that Tim and I just kind of mentally shut off. <laughs> Tim actually physically turned off. He turned off his microphone. He had to turn on the mic just to say, maybe. <laughs> I was considering what yard work I'm going to do this week. I'm sorry, like, what do we have to contribute to your Dungeons and Dragons story? I was talking about Magnum P... Never mind. Never mind. Fine. So what else do you like? Nothing. <laughs> Tell us about all the things you purchased at CD Game Exchange. Shut up. Be quiet. Shiver me timbers. Pirates have seized a French yacht. Pirates can uh, seize a French luxury yacht carrying 30 crew members in the Gulf of Aden. That's off Somalia's coast. Attackers stormed the Le Punut after it returned without passengers from the Shishiles in the Indian Ocean. This is around a bunch of countries that really don't matter. <laughs> and that we Known for their out. savagery. <laughs> this is a blatant act of piracy, says the Prime Minister Francois Poulin. Uh, he said that while visiting Brussels. The defense and foreign <laughs> ministries are mobilized to act as quickly as possible. We hope in the coming minutes or, or hours to try to win freedom for these hostages. I demand that we surrender this instant. Uh, France has considered uh, military resources in the region, including a base in 
to Djibouti, but they haven't yet. Or maybe send a naval uh, flotilla to the Indian Ocean. The ship was in the high seas of the Gulf of Aden off Somalia's coast. At least some of the crew members are French. The company de- uh, declined to identify any crew members. A flotilla but, is like a regular boat, but it's covered with uh, cheese. But being French, of course, they gave up without a fight. Of course. Of course. Uh, the new kids on the block have officially announced their reunion. The five members of the 90s uh, boy band made an appearance together on the Today Show. The new kids, Donnie Wahlberg, told uh, Meredith Vieira that music brought the group back together. They started recording in August last year. Wahlberg also said the group plans to have new material and will tour only in selected cities. And they're dancing, Tim. They're dancing. How about that? I saw the I saw the interview today, and they are dancing. Your your one lone clap in the background there was the saddest thing I've heard all day. I hope but they play. But they're grown their, men. They're they're going to do their dances, and they play like gyrating a bowls of jelly. Oh, I hope they play they their new a, album all the way they through. They played a snippet of their new song. Is it and terrible? Yes. Now, did they do the it thing? It sounded exactly like they were trying to be like twenty-one-year-old boy banders again. Well, but see, here's my thing. So there's two ways to go when you're the new kids on the block. There's you can either do something that sounds like your old stuff, try to get that nostalgia dollar, uh, or you can do what Duran Duran just did, which is where you get like Timberland or the Neptunes or somebody in a room and you try to do something that's contemporary. There's really no middle ground there. One either has to be the days of the new or the days of the then. And so which which is it? Is it uh, are they trying to have an updated sound, or is it still? It sounded like they were trying to have an updated sound. I mean, it's not its not like trying to be rocky or anything, but it's kind of... So not, it's not, not Dirty Dog it's, Part 2? It's, like, it's, it's not Dirty Dog. Yeah. And they have people in the background oh, going, yeah. <laughs> like they do in every song that comes up now. Yeah. No, there was a lot of harmonizing. I want to get and... that job of the guy yeah. in the studio. That just, yeah. yeah. They uh, put that in every song. Uh, like, it's like being in yeah. a, little, a little John studio where there's just the one guy that goes, ah, in the background all the time. <laughs> what is your well he's the uh guy he's the uh guy I'm probably yeah. I'm probably unintentionally ripping off some comic when I do this but I mean really there's the guy what's your name well, I'm the guy that goes oh yeah but I you know but I say it like the Kool-Aid man so alright oh my god I'm sorry you mentioned dirty dogs and I'm looking at it. it's just like you can't bad is, it, is it now is it clean because I think they were trying to be edgy at that point I don't know all I remember goes dog a lot dirty dog but let's hear one let's play like the old Victrola and they're all thug life with like leather, like <laughs> gloves. Well, this isn't as embarrassing as I remember it actually. Oh, they haven't started singing yet. No, I guess they haven't. And you're not watching the dancing. Backwards hats, too, until they're tough. Be for real. It's like... It's okay. It's just like kind of there. It's better than nothing. I see. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of our slogan here. (laughs) That's kind of the slogan of the stage. Well... Could be silence. What do you want? Yeah. All right. Here's Tim that Riley. would be, uh, be a there great slogan for a new no. music station that they only expect to last for like a month or so. better than nothing. I heard the little uh, George Clinton. Oh, God. That's like when Hammer, MC oh, Hammer, put Johnny up doing the Well, of course, because he's... Because he's the tough one. Yeah. Uh, when MC Hammer put out that record, um, Headhunter, or Funky Headhunter, where he was trying to be, he was going to check the fools that misunderstood. 
And uh, and he like had the bad like the knit cap all of a sudden and just looked it just like it like it was like hammer dude I mean just uh, never mind I, I'm not even gonna waste time talking when I see hammer now we've wasted enough time already it's better than nothing though <laughs> I love ninety three three cool it's better than nothing somebody has to do that <laughs> somebody that okay that would be an you know what that'd be that would be an interesting uh stunting format. Mm-hmm. You know, where they do the stunting, where they do, uh, like, a gag format, where it's all Beatles or all disco or, or whatever that they do just to get your attention before they change to the real format. Somebody, like, the next time they change the format over on, what is that, 105? What is the thing that's cool now? 105.9. 105.9? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was, that was smooth jazz or something? Probably. And, and now it's, like, all, it's, like, more white baby boomer, like, it's more crap. Um, more, more crap. <laughs> Less other stuff. Um, but the next time, I think it's cool now. So the next time they change their format, which will undoubtedly be like by the time I finish this sentence, they they ought to just, that should be their stunting format. Like 105.9, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's better than nothing. And then, you know, and then like a, and then like a white woman saying that, uh, that she likes to listen to it at work. All right, here's Tim Riley. Uh, look, officer, no hands. Police pulled over and overloaded trek in China, and were amazed to find the driver had no hands. It was not for carrying too much stuff. When we came to the cab window, we were surprised to see the driver had no hands. The driver uh, was handling the, uh, the truck with the stumps of his wrists. He didn't even have a driver's license. The truck driver says there's no problem with his driving. The only reason he has no license is because of his disability. Hands. I have no hands. Hands across the ocean. His hands were blown up by firecrackers when he was oh. 12. Oh. I went to six driving schools, but none would take me as a student. I drive very well. I took part in uh, racing games before. Did he, like, hook things? I guess so. I think those are called hooks. Oh, hooks. Uh, I said hook things. <laughs> yeah. Well, he got a $15 ticket. But, I mean... <laughs> you're driving without hands. Driving without hands? I guess so. Like, that's all they charge you for driving with no hands? Yeah, apparently. It's some unknown law in China. Mr. Wong, you ain't got no hands! Jesus. Well, okay. <laughs> I guess this is his first offense. And that Sarah's really right that that is insult to injury. <laughs> so you don't have any hands, I'm going to charge you $15. <laughs> no hands, that'll be $15. <laughs> Pay to the left. <laughs> Who's hitting the window? <laughs> Which is, I mean, and how do they arrive at fifteen dollars? Is it like a, is that a page in the handbook, Seven so to speak? Seriously, is there like a driver has no hands, fifteen dollars? Driver has one leg, seventy-five dollars. Driver is missing an eye. So, all right, um, so be it. Should we take any of these calls? Here's what we've got. Any of them will be fine. Bacon, guy still hanging on with a homeless joke. Pregnant man or bras? Whoever's been on the longest. Well, you got to try and get to people today, because remember... All right, we went to, like, all, this is a talk show. That's true. Uh, on KCMD Portland, which is better than nothing. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Oh, what, is Richie uh, out getting some sex panther, or what? What? <laughs> Nobody screened the call. I was wondering where Richie was. Are you not the guy on hold about the homeless? No, I would have more of a man's ear kind of a comment, but... Uh, man's ear. Uh, or the moves. The, the, the Mr. Mom with the moves. Yes. I was wondering if you folks, any of you ever watched The Man Show when it was on? Uh, like by accident once. Yeah, yeah. I know that it makes me, I, maybe, I, can I just admit something? I didn't like The Man Show. I know that I was supposed to because I'm a guy and whatever. It's a mindless thing to watch late at night. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean, 
it's not really not so much riveting entertainment as it is. Yeah, I feel the same way. I, I was living in a whole house of dudes, too, where it was just nothing but a big graphics bong and sports center and a Del Taco down the street. So it's not like I was above, you know, anything, but I... I remember watching, like, it, it's as I say in that one promo about Jerry Springer, I think I saw, like, two episodes of The Man Show, and I figured I was sort of done. Like, because it was really sort of beyond that. It's not like the show was going to grow, it, like, evolve into something more complex. Right, like the first season was the best. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah. once you see, like, the whatever, the Juggy Girls or whatever, the, and the guy who can drink, like, a quart of beer in four seconds, like, you're going to go, oh, okay, I'm done. Uh, well, I brought it up because yes. I was wondering if any of you saw, maybe you want to look for it on YouTube or whatever, they had the guy on there who uh, let one of these pharmaceutical companies pay him to have mm. injections. Yeah, the, he, the, wait, was it the guy who got breast implants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was in Maxim. See, there you go. So I wouldn't watch the man show, but I read Maxim. Um, yeah, he, it was like for a hundred grand or something. It was a bet where he got like D, like D cup breasts implanted for a year. Oh, well, it's really eerie to watch. You just guys were talking about the, the the Mr. Mom thing, and it just reminded me. But check it out on video if you can. All right. Yeah, I remember when Maxim did a, a like a photo shoot of that guy, and it was like, if I remember correctly, Maxim did some trick cover where. You couldn't see his face or his body. It was just like hands over the breasts, like Janet Jackson style. Oh, right, and, of right. course, you're a guy. You see Maxim, yeah, look at that. And then you open it up, and it's like a dude with big breasts. And, oh, and then you have to go, like, just weep silently in a corner for a while. Oh, to see the video is just kind of creepy, and I thought maybe something you guys would be into. Well, now I have to go watch it. Thank you. <laughs> I've seen big cans. Bye. What was the big cans joke? Sarah liked big cans, but cans of what? I forget. I was talking about cans of beer yesterday. <laughs> Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. It's Andy. Andy, the homeschool kid who can't come to listener party 11. Sorry. Homeschooling sounds bitchin' because Andy can listen to the show the entire day. Seriously, you don't... And I do. Are there, da are there days when you just don't do any work at all? Well, I start off today with plans to do work, but then I turn on the radio and it kind of doesn't happen. See, this is preparing you for the workforce, sir, because that's <laughs> yeah. exactly what Aaron does, so... I had a couple of things. I have the answer to your water question earlier. About Will it bother you if I say I don't even really remember what I was talking about when I asked that? No, I, it won't bother me. Well, you were, yeah. Hydrogen burns and oxygen burns, but water doesn't. Yeah, so hydrogen burns, oxygen burns. Why doesn't water burn? Because when you mix the hydrogen and the oxygen, it burns off the energy as it's being mixed. So once it's water, it can't burn anymore. The fuel is burned away. Well, let's just pretend I understand that and move on to your next point. Uh, the other thing was uh, a friend of mine pointed out to me something I thought you'd want to, uh, well, you'd appreciate knowing about. There's apparently a candy bar with applewood bacon in it. Oh, no, I've seen <laughs> that. It's $7. They sell it in... Uh, That's heaven, Rick. They sell it on uh, Mississippi. Uh, right next to uh, the CD Game Exchange on Mississippi, there is a chocolatier, uh, and they sell... This chocolate bacon bar. Yeah, and it's a chocolate bar with a piece of bacon right through the middle of it. And here's, you'll never guess, it's not very good. Uh, and so, but because I am a nerd, $7 chocolate bar with bacon, why not? And so uh, I bought it. It doesn't taste very good, sadly. I didn't think it would, but I thought you'd get a kick out of knowing about it. Yes, uh, it's like when those, uh, when those listeners have brought us the chocolate chip cookies filled with bacon. And I mean, yeah. it was sort of, uh, sort of an interesting taste, but probably not something you want a big box of. No. Yeah. All right. Uh, big plans for your weekend, Andy? Um, no, not really. I got a new Xbox 360, so. Of course. What is your uh, what? Right. What is your your uh, your go-to Xbox 360 game right now? Um, the only one I own right now because I got it for my birthday is uh, Lego Star Wars: The Complete Saga. Okay. Now let me tell you. Uh, so over this last Christmas holiday, uh, my wife and I didn't go out of town. We just stayed at home. 
uh, nothing but uh, we just bought like hundreds of dollars of bad food and sat at home with Code Monkey Season 1 and the Lego Star Wars game. And I was into it, but then my wife got a hold of it. Jesus, for like three solid days over Christmas, all day, every day, my wife in front of the Xbox playing Lego Star Wars because it's a badass game. The thing with that game is they give you, they don't make you go back to the menu or whatever to play the next level, so they make it easy for you to just continue with no idea what time it is. And that's, that's, see, that's the thing about this Lego Star Wars game is you don't ever run out of lives. Like, you can, <laughs> the worst thing that can, you know, like when you're playing Super Mario and you're collecting coins, and when you're, uh, like, if you're, and then you, you fall in a mushroom or something and you lose all your coins, the only thing that happens in Lego Star Wars is, that you will lose those little coin things that you lose, but you don't ever run out of lives. It just starts you over. So literally, and it you can die 500 you times more. in a scene and just keep on going. And it encourages you to spend more time playing to get the coins you lost. Yeah, I mean, literally, there's no... And I think maybe that's because it's a game for kids. You don't ever run out of lives. It, uh, the worst that happens is you lose the stuff you've collected. And so, yeah, my wife would look up at the clock and like nine hours had gone by. So, yeah. all right, have fun with that. Will do. Thank you, Andy. All right. Sadly, Andy will not be attending Rick Emerson Listener Party 11 Thursday, May 15th, at the Crystal Ballroom featuring the Rick Emerson roast. And somebody emailed, and they thought the Rick Emerson roast was like us roasting someone else. Like just no, some... it's everyone roasting you. No, no, no. Well, it is... You're the Oregon Entertainer of the Year. For three years running, Tim Riley. As befits the Danny Gans of Portland, too. I'm just really nervous to get up in front of all those people and talk about you. Yeah, oh, you'll don't be drunk. Be. I hope I'll be drunk. And smoking, maybe. Perhaps. So, uh, but so yeah, it'll be a roast of me by um, by multiple people. By multiple people. By we'll very be, interesting people. We will begin naming some of the roasters next week. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I've heard confirmations from a couple people. Sam Giancana. Yes. <laughs> Roasting me and then cutting off my legs. Uh, here's Tim Riley. So downloading music or videos from the iTunes may soon cost more. A California lawmaker wants to know if that state can put a tax on music and video downloads. That'll make them very popular. Congressman Charles Calderon has asked the Board of Equalization to redefine products purchased on the Internet as tangible items that are taxable. iTunes surpassed a Walmart as the number one music retailer of the country this week. So there. <clears throat> oh, by the way, I, find, I found out that you can be misled when you buy things on iTunes. No. Yes. I bought a particular album with the promise that pre-sale tickets would be available. Well, as the time came, I found out that there was nothing available except the most expensive seats. So this, wait, is this for the George Michael thing? Yes. So wait, uh, now, was it like an advance? Yes. So I went there. But it's yeah. like Golden Circle only? Yeah. Uh... It, it was like the most expensive seats, but they didn't tell you that before you bought the album. <laughs> oh, that sucks. However, there was another choice on the pre-sale list for American Express. So I rummaged through my credit cards and found I still had American Express card, and they had some of the lower-priced seats. Excellent. It wasn't a rip-off like the iTunes. But if you ever go on iTunes and you think you're getting a good deal on pre-sale because you buy an album, they'll stick you. Interesting. I wonder if Apple gets a kickback directly. From all those golden yeah. circle seats or whatever that they But sell. they don't tell you ahead of time when you buy the album that they're only the most expensive ones. So you get that sticker shock of $298. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> and you're looking like, back, I said, back. I said, whoa, this is not Madonna. It was George Michael. And you're, you're, looking, you're, and you're looking really carefully for the submit button so you don't hit it by yeah. mistake. You're like, hold on. Where, and did you ever do this where you're at a site like that and it is something comes up and it's either way too expensive or, okay, I know we talk a lot about the MySpace. Yeah. But the, here, the what? The MySpace. Um, Sarah, I know, has done this. Have you ever uh, 
searched for someone on the space by email. Yes. But then you have to be very careful you don't accidentally hit the invite button. I've done that once before. See, I never have, but I live in fear. So you know what I do? I just close the window when I'm not. I don't even go back. I just close. Well, because, well, like. Because it doesn't even give you a second option because no. I accidentally invited someone no. sometimes. And then... Who was it? <laughs> a serial killer. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Was it uh, someone in whom you might have been interested? And you no. thought, oh, I'll see if he has a MySpace <laughs> that was profile? I hadn't thought of for a long time. And I'm like, oh, let me see. This, yeah, a couple of years ago. Just to and you're like, I'll look, I'll look by email address. Click. Yeah. And then it's like, we can't find an entry for so and so. Click here to invite them. And you're like, no, no. And it's like, and you got to be really careful. Like if I'm, if I do that, like if I get, um, you know, even I'm like, well, well, who the hell is this person sending this to me? <laughs> email address. Search. Hit. And then it's like, we cannot find. And then you're right. There's no other option. No. And like and the only just, option is invite. Exactly. And if you accidentally hit invite, it isn't like, are you sure you want to invite the person? <laughs> See, I don't know. It doesn't go right to the. It goes right to it. It's like an email has been sent. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> because, because then you may not have even wanted to contact them. And no. then you also look desperate to have their friendship. We, we have just turned on your webcam. <laughs> I can't find you on the space. Will you please join? <laughs> what, what does. <laughs> My stalking isn't going as well as I'd hoped. Please, en please enable my weird fixation. Please enable my obsession by accepting this. I can't survive another moment without speaking with you. <laughs> I was up at 3 a.m. wondering where you were. I'm so lonely. <laughs> I was in front of my computer alone, <laughs> looking up your profile just now in the middle of the night. I was watching QVC by myself. <laughs> Uh, so I just close. I hit the I hit the close window altogether. You start to panic. <laughs> I'm just very careful. Like I don't want there to be an accident where I go to hit back and I hit the enter button with my elbow or something and it invites them. Uh, but so it is also. I just want you to know I move far, far away. <laughs> I, so if if the price like if I'm at whatever Amazon or Ticketmaster or something and it's you know you're like well find best seats available and it's best seats available four hundred and eighty five dollars. You're like no and so I don't take any chances. I close the window. I full on X out of it because I don't I don't want there to be any mistake where then suddenly my visa's being billed for a thousand dollars to see Celine Dion. Jesus. All right, uh, let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson show from Los Angeles, where apparently the wholesale manslaughter will stop for forty hours. CNN radio correspondent James Roof. Hello, sir. Well, I feel much better. Right now. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing well, thank. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> All right, so I'll feel much better at six oh one. So is, the, is that because, is that when the have they determined a start date for yes. the killing moratorium? Six oh one. That's the time. That's the exact time Martin Luther King was shot. So if you're going to get your kill on, you got to do it like you got. That's why I'm inside now. Like, there's like a remaining five hours where people are trying to get it's like all Normandy the, Beach out there. Is it like stocking up before the stores close? Exactly. <laughs> Listen, gather uh, ye rosebuds while ye may. Seriously. Well, I don't know. I'm not going to be able to kill anybody for two days. I better go take care of that yeah, thing right now. <laughs> I better go pay a visit to that. Guy, this instant. It used to be like that on the Fourth of July when I lived in Panorama City. You hear the shell casings hit the roof. Oh yeah. Oh man. I mean, let me just say, it's a blanket statement. Killing is wrong. Blah blah blah. Uh, everybody knows that. Uh, I, I would hope. But I guess, although I guess everybody doesn't know it because they're having to ask people not to kill anybody. Please Just 40 understand. hours, man. Please. That's all. It's not even a full few, two days. It's like, wait, it's not, we're going to give you eight hours. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, 
It's just, it, and, and obviously, uh, I make this statement independent of the life and or work of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. This, the idea of saying, look, could you do us a favor and not kill anybody, as you said, not even for two days, just for like 40 hours. Yeah. It's just stupid sounding. It it's, just sounds silly. And it is. I mean, it, it, this really does, this does not help the image of Los Angeles like, now, with, there, like with greater America. There have been requests for truces and moratoriums before. Some have worked, some have not. They hope this one will because they're attaching it to Martin Luther King. Of course. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it really is, uh, because I, I asked, and, and I like this guy, this particular activist, his name is Earl Ofari Hutchison, really nice guy, he's a professor, he's got, his, he's got a radio show, he's a real smart guy. And he, he overdoes the community activism thing. I think he really thinks if he empowers the people, they will take responsibility. Well, that ain't happening. It's never happened, and 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 he just you know he just keeps feeding this this uh, this this image of out of control. Well, and and just the idea that I mean, look, people of all stripes and varieties in every part of the world. Just people in general as a species are just generally dumb and violent. I mean, all people everywhere. As the guy says in The Matrix, humans really are a virus. They, most of them most of them are just not all that bright, and it's foolish to expect anything but the worst from most people. True. Um, but it, it, just as you said, the idea that um, I'm trying to think of, what was the, wasn't there supposed to be uh, after... I guess uh, the Rodney King thing wasn't there supposed to be some big gang truce that was going to happen? Oh uh, yeah, after the beatings and all that stuff. Yeah, wasn't there the some riots? big Crips blood truce that was yeah. supposed to like? Yeah, and that then... lasted about four minutes. <laughs> I mean, it's but as you that said, lasted long enough for the news conference to explain it. Then right after that, someone got shot in the head. It is, it is as you said. It's it's one of those things that it makes you both sort of. Like, you become both sort of cynical and sad at the same time because, as you pointed out, there are people who just constantly just keep keep giving it a try. They keep running it up the flagpole, uh, hoping that everybody will stop shooting each it, other in the face. It's like, it's like during wartime you ask for a moratorium or a truce during Christmas. Mm -hmm. Just Christmas Eve, though. Yeah, just Christmas. After, after Jesus is born, go ahead and kill the hell out of the once, next guy. Once Jesus is alive, he's all wait, for the once, killing. Once we get through Martin Luther King's assassination anniversary, then go ahead and start killing again. But, you know, give us... Give us this day and a half. Um, by the way, to, and and you were noted that you're staying inside for the next five hours. Who do you suppose is going to be the first person to step outside once the forty hours is over? You know what I mean? That'd be the idiot. Yeah, that's. Uh... That'd be the, that'd be the idiot to see. <laughs> is that going? Is the truce over? <laughs> I don't Let's know. Let's go see <laughs> yeah. if the moratorium is over yet. I don't know. Send Ted out to check. Man, Ted he stepped out two minutes too early. <laughs> oh, gone it. We're gonna send. I don't know, Bill. Hey, but no, we're going to send Bill. Bill, go outside and see if that see if they're killing people yet. That's right. Yeah. We're going to draw lots to see who's to you know, walk out the front the front door. So yeah, the one the one in the family who contributes the least. Hey, yeah. uh, <laughs> seriously. Go out, go out and see if the truce is over. Uh, let's see. Tim Riley, by the way, just in time for the uh, moratorium on killing, has this. Did you have the thing from Glendale? Uh, an oh, the, the police wound. Thing? Yeah, where they we have they shot some guy down in a cemetery in yeah. a cemetery stand up, which well, I they, guess they, is they think he was there to commit suicide. <laughs> Well, this is skipping right to the bottom of the page, and of course the great irony is they didn't even kill him. They only wounded him. There to commit suicide in a cemetery, and he's only wounded. Yeah. Oh. It's bad luck for that guy. You know, just can I do the human race is just... Drop a, him off in East L.A. in 48 hours. <laughs>
the human race is just absurd. There's just no getting around it. That's the thing. You know, we're all, it, it, we're, it's just uh, absurd, all of us, every it's one of us. job security for me, so I'm not going to complain oh, too you much. And, you and me both, brother. I, that's, uh, yeah, without that, I'd, uh, you know, I'd have to be doing farm reports somewhere. <laughs> that's, no, that's no good. I'd have to be sitting there talking about corn futures. That's not going to work. As, as long as I can close my door and lock the windows, I'm good. Spoken like a true American. As long, what is it Howard Beale says in network? Please just leave me alone with my television. <laughs> and that's me. He speaks for all of us. Uh, uh, well, so other uh, other than barricading in your cell, in your house, up in your house once Sunday afternoon comes, big plans for the weekend? Uh, I'll, I'll no. <laughs> No, no, no real, no big plans. No, not really. Okay, excellent. I'll be working in the backyard probably. Good. You know, the wife wants a decent looking yard for summer. You know what it is? He's gonna be working. Then hire a man to come do it. <laughs> You're gonna be working in their backyard. I know you probably haven't seen I Am Legend, but oh, I saw it. Really? So you're going to be working in your backyard, but as Sunday afternoon approaches, you're going to be looking at your watch, uh, like Will Smith as he's bathing the dog, waiting for the, you know, like when the vampires come back out or whatever. And like, so as soon as the 40 hours ticks down, your watch is going to go off like 10 minutes before you get inside. Oh, yeah. I'd go to the refrigerator. <laughs> hey, by, by the way, speaking of I Am Legend, I was trying to figure out, there was a, a movie several years ago that was basically the same thing. Where about, at night the zombies would come out. You're talking about Omega Man? Was that Omega Man? Uh, with Charlton Heston. Yes. Yeah. I knew it was Charlton Heston, but I kept getting that in Southern Green all screwed up. Both both based on the same book. Um, there's um, uh, a book called with a book called I Am Let <coughs> Pardon me, I Am Legend that Richard Matheson wrote in the fifties, which was made into Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price, was then also made into Omega Man with uh, Charlton Heston, and was then finally made into a movie called I am legend. They could never get the rights to the title before, but this is the third movie, and they're all based on that one book. I am legend. Gotcha. Yeah. So I thought it was. It was. I thought. I thought I was being ripped off. Come on. This. How many times can you tell the same story? And I am legend. No. It's that's the thing. They could just. They could never secure the rights to the book. Uh, and I think at one point, I think the thing with the Charlton Heston version was it had changed enough from the book that I think the guy who controlled the book rights at that time decided he didn't want to give them the title rights or whatever. So, But it's a, they've been trying to make it into a flat-out adaptation for a long time, and the, uh, the Will Smith one is kind of the closest they've gotten, and even that is substantially different than the novel. I guess I got to read that novel. It's pretty good. It's dark. I mean, the you know the high, you know the Will Smith wasn't you know, the Will Smith movie wasn't a walk in the park. It was a bleak movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the book is very similar. The book is actually even more downbeat than the film. He did a great job. It was uh, I could have done without the CGI. Uh, all the, all the, yeah, the tigers and crap like that. It looked a little fake. I uh, it, everything in that movie was great as long as it was just. Like Will Smith or the dog or the, yeah. the, the woman that he meets up with, but it's as soon as like the the weird video game monsters come out, it just it, it kind of yeah that that killed it me. for me too. Yeah, so but, come on, they got better makeup artists than that. Well, you know the the frustrating thing about I Am Legend is they they filmed they got about halfway through filming on that movie where they were actually using actors in vampire makeup, which I think would have been a lot better. And then somebody at the studio was like, no, 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 this makeup sucks. The kids love CGI. And they switched to CGI like halfway through the filming, which is too bad because that's the one real flaw with that movie. Yeah. So, All right, my brother. Well, uh, I don't know. Hunk, hunker down and we'll all get through this weekend together. All right. All right. We'll see you Monday, I hope. <laughs> all right. Bye. There you go. Jim Roop in Los Angeles, where uh, in five hours, they're not going to, you'll have 40, you'll have 40 hours in which to go, you know, out and about. Uh, Rick, this email says, 
about Dirty Dog. Wow. The best part of that Dirty Dog video is that at 59 seconds in, one of the new kids is wearing a full-on ski goggle getup for some reason. WTF. Um... Uh, let's see. Also, I um, noticed that it looked like he was wearing some kind of eye mask or something. Yeah, he says there. He said the guys were full on ski goggles. Uh, it's so <clears> sad, <throat> and they're all wearing leather gloves and like doing like the arm, like the cross arm, like what oh. what thing. It was a hard time. What What are you gonna do? I mean, it was a hard. It's never been a hard time for the new kids on the block. No, but you know what I'm saying. It's it, it, it's easy to make fun, and we will. Uh, but I mean, really, if you were those guys, because that would have been what ninety two, maybe. No, 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 no. When I was in, Dirty I saw Dog? Them in, I saw them in 91. Well, what came first, new, uh, Dirty Dog or that? Well, Step by Step came out in like 91 or 92. Not, it was 91 because I was still in high school. Okay. What, was the, uh, what was the remix album that came out? It was a remix album that came out and then Dirty Dog, I think. I, th- I don't think Dirty Dog came out till like 95, 96. That couldn't have been that late. You're kidding me. Really? <sighs> Let's look it up. Now we have to look it up. Because, I mean, what? the thing is, it's like, what should they have done? I can't even imagine. Like, if they'd asked me, what should the new kids do? I really have no idea. I don't know what, like, that clearly didn't work, but I don't know what my advice would have been to them either. Dirty Dog, uh, 93. Never mind. Yeah, so, I mean, I can't, I can't even imagine what, I, I don't know what I would have told them to do. New Kids on the Block, Face the Music, is that what you're thinking of? Face the Music, that might be the remix album. Except I think the remix album was called something else. Why do I care? Uh, all right. Why do you know so much about New Kids on the Block? Why did Tim leave the student? Tim's just gone. Hello? I think you talked about Dungeons and Dragons too much. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hey, Rick. Hey. It's Jenny in Vancouver. Hi, Jenny in Vancouver. I usually email you, you know. Okay, but here you are. (laughs) Yes, hey, I have to shut my office door because I don't want my company to hear me back. You're talking about man boobs. Okay, we (laughs) Um, won't tell. Yeah, I'm the one that said that thing about uh, being transfixed by the man boobs on the pregnant guy. We were disappointed, though. He was very flat-chested. Well, yes, he does. I wanted to clarify that because my point was is it's even more weird that there are not these huge engorged boobs. Don't you think? Can we? <gasps> That's actually a good point. Can because... we all agree that engorged is a bad word? <laughs> no, well, I know. Really I totally don't like that word like you don't like crotch. Okay. I hate engorged. <laughs> Rick Emerson hates crotch. <laughs> I hate crotch. But I'm telling you, it's even more weird to me. That, that, that he's pregnant and does not have flat. does not have um, enlarged breasts yes, from the pregnancy. it's nutty. It is sort of nutty, actually. Okay, so maybe that's one of the many, many, many reasons why it's so disconcerting, because your brain is picking up on both consciously and subconsciously things that ought to be different than they are, and one of them is pregnant, you expect... Uh, Where some, are some... the boobs? Yes. <laughs> Show me the boobs. <laughs> exactly. Okay, well, see, now I have one more reason to never look at that photograph ever again. Oh, and I sent it to you. Oh, yeah, that's right. You said you saw it. Never mind. Yeah, I did, and now I'm going to try to sponge it out of my uh, Yeah, head. you can delete that now. All right. Thank you. All right, see you next month. Bye. Bye. All right. Uh, by the way, Richie wants you to know, Tim, he still never received his copy of Firestorm. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Remember how he ordered that for 88 cents or whatever? Oh, yeah. He found that DVD, that movie you were in, mm-hmm. and he found it for 80 cents online. He said, by the way, you know, I've never received my copy of Firestorm. So that's too bad. So Richie got... They cheated him out of 88 cents. <laughs> all right. Let's do one more, and then we'll continue with the, uh, the news. Uh, I'm just going to take... Whoever's next. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hey, speaking of uh, man boobs, how come I have never heard anybody come up with the new product, uh, Brozier? Brozier. Is this for a man who is well endowed uh, up there? Yes, that's right. Brozier. I thought he was hanging up. Is that you hitting the microphone? microphone. Are you still there? I'm still here. Do you have anything else? 
I just wanted to point out that that picture you guys were having such trouble finding is on Tim Riley Live. Well, we thought, no, no, yeah, that picture is, but we thought she was referring to something else. Like she, the email sort of made it sound like there was a different photograph. Something a little more alluring. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, something that had a special snaz to it. Yeah. That was not the case, though. Right. Okay. That's all I have. Uh-huh. Really? I believe you. Bye. You can go now. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Here's Tim Riley. When two students at River Ridge High School in Lacey, Washington, found out another student had a gun in a backpack, they took it away. One distracted him, while the other grabbed the backpack and gave it to a teacher. They arrested a 16-year-old who brought the gun to school. There's no indication the student intended to use the gun or that anyone was threatened. She said school officials wished the two students had reported what they knew instead of taking matters into their own hands. Actually, they, they probably stopped it. Probably. Uh, how about a Whitney watch? We haven't had Again? one. Oh, really? Again? Really? Another one? Yes, watch? yes. Here's your, br- your Whitney watch for Friday. Songstress Whitney Houston has responded to apparent claims uh, made regarding her in her ex-husband's upcoming memoir. According to excerpts uh, printed in the New York Post, page 6, Houston's ex, R&B singer Bobby Brown, writes in his book, Bobby Brown, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but, that he never ever used cocaine till he met Whitney Houston, and that Houston went into their marriage with an agenda. In a statement to People magazine, a rep for Houston said, the singer is, quote, sad that Bobby feels he needs to say such things, but he chooses to take the high road, and she'll not speak badly about the father of her child, even if it's to set the record straight. Then they have, uh, where is that kid living? Bobby Christina, isn't that the kid? Yeah, I guess so. So with whom, and I honestly have no idea because it seems like that's a, that's a bit of a Hobbes' choice, with which parent is that kid living? Does anybody know? No, it doesn't say. With the child? Yeah, like where? Because you think, well, it couldn't be Bobby. But then you think, well, it couldn't be Whitney. And then you realize it's got to be either Bobby or Whitney, and the kid's F regardless. Well, maybe it's with a a relative. That's not. Well, I wonder officially where the kid is supposed to be living, though. It's like that thing that, you know, the... And I know I, I obsess about Michael Jackson, like, even, even more so than most people. But I do think about Michael Jackson's kids a lot. And I do think, like, just... I can't even imagine... Uh, what what's going to happen in like 18 years or 10 years or whatever it is when Michael Jackson's kids are old enough they're out and about and they begin talking to the press once they're sort of adults I mean can you imagine how warped those kids are going to be yes so I mean <laughs> he says with barely concealed excitement so I mean that oldest Jackson kid's got to be seven or eight right now or maybe even older than that what about the dangalee the baby who I'm dang- sorry oh the baby <laughs> I <laughs> um <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know why that sounded really profane to me. Um, well, that's Blanket, the baby, right? The baby's name is Blanket? Isn't that what they called the baby? Didn't they call that baby Blanket? Maybe they gave the baby a blanket. Yeah. Isn't the... Uh, but that was the baby he dangled over the whatever, was Blanket. But then there's that baby... He, one of them is named Prince, and then the other one is named something or other. And um, But I think the oldest Jackson kid is like maybe nine or ten, which means that it's less than a decade away uh, when uh, they could be out and about having children of their own. Anyway, so let's all look forward to that. There's your Whitney watch 
for uh, Friday on the Rick Emerson Show. believe as this seems, and not that anybody would care, mind you, David Beckham has scored his first goal in America. Really? Hasn't he been here forever? He's been here like two years. <laughs> Make the nets bigger. Yes, uh, the Los Angeles Galaxy beat the uh, San Jose Earthquakes two to nothing last night. And it was a gripping photo finish. Uh, Beckham took Landon Donovan's pass at the edge of the penalty area and shot under goalkeeper Joe Cannon in the eighth minute at the Home Depot Center in Carson, California. It was his first goal. He's played seven whole games so far. I swear to you, he's been here for like more than a year. Well, they, him and his wife have been shopping. I, I uh, guess. Beckham has uh, has been slowed by ankle and knee injuries last year. <laughs> this, after ripping off the crazy Americans for $5.5 million, that might be as much as worth uh, worth $250 million with endorsements and profit sharing. Jesus. <laughs> it's taken him a year to, to score a goal. A goal. I think that soccer, I, and I'm not much of a sports guy, so I don't really know, but you get the feeling that soccer is like some goof being pulled over on us by the rest of the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where the rest of the world kind of pretends to go crazy for it, seeing if they can sucker us into it. It's like a whitewashing the fence thing. I mean, how can you be excited about a game that lasts for three hours where it ends in like a 1-0 uh, score or something? It is too bad, isn't it? Yes, it is. Here's Tim Riley. Uh Time for a double penis watch. Here's your... Well, it's a... Yeah, Take that. a look at my enormous penis And my troubles start a melting away I take a look at my enormous penis And everything is going my way Here's Tim Riley with your double penis watch. Now this comes from the usually peaceful country of Canada. In the midst of an amorous fling with her husband, Abigail Linden Fife pulled out a knife that she had hidden under the bed and slashed him in several places, including his penis and buttocks. Uh, the court heard that she suspected her husband of cheating on her and meant to make him pay. The judge, Judith Shire, and court prosecutor Devin Single both said the woman should be treated in the same manner that a man would be who simply assaulted his wife. Now, there's the best quote coming up about uh, what not to do. Regardless of what's going on in the home and background, you did not take two knives to the bedroom to stab your husband in the penis and buttocks. <laughs> you don't do it. You knock, uh, you knock the pot up the stove. Uh, apparently, she pled guilty to uh, causing bodily assault and harm to Leonard Fife. Uh, the judge said the woman uh, planned the attack by bringing the weapons with her when she went to bed and carried out at the most inopportune time. So I guess the deal is she stashed like some knives and a pair of knitting scissors or sewing scissors or whatever, mm-hmm. and then said, "Why don't we go to the bedroom and make sweet love?" Uh, during which we'll stab you repeatedly in the penis and buttocks. Yes. Uh, the victim sustained 2.5 centimeter laceration to the shaft of the penis, a 15 centimeter laceration to the left buttock, a puncture wound inside the right thigh, a laceration to the scrotum, a 10 centimeter laceration to the back, I'm sorry if you don't understand metrics, uh, and a 7.5 centimeter laceration to both hands. Well, there you go. Uh, the incident was out of character for the woman. What <laughs> <laughs> character would that be in? Seriously. He's like, oh, I knew her as a real penis stabber. <laughs> That's hilarious. I know that girl. That girl is a real scrotum stabber, if you know what I mean. By which I mean she will stab you in the scrotum. Here's Tim Riley. 
Part two. This, this is a news sh- story, by the way. This goes from China. Uh-huh. Deer penis. <laughs> it's not a letter. <laughs> it, is, it is a penis. Deer penis. Deer penis. <laughs> is that an advice column? Yes, it is. Is that going to be like a... They replaced Dan Landers, Dan Savage. <laughs> we, Abigail Buren Buren has been replaced by deer penis. <laughs> deer penis. <laughs> We've known each other for a long time now. Deer penis. <laughs> and angelica root portions. I'm going to steroids and amphetamines on the list of banned drugs for Chinese Olympians. Wait, I okay. still don't get it. I think Sarah and I need to pledge to be quiet while you read this. While China's top athletes have long sought a competitive edge by ingesting traditional concoctions, those customs are fading amid strict doping rules and concern that drug scandals will embarrass the host nation during the Summer Olympics in Beijing. The nation's sports stars are replacing millennia-odd elixirs with vitamins, protein shakes, and Western remedies. In the 1990s, uh, Chinese track coach Ma Jianrun uh, credited a series of world records by unknown runners to high aptitude training and a cocktail of turtle blood and caterpillar fungus. <gasps> Current head coach Feng Chunkong was skeptical, especially when Ma and six of his athletes were pulled from the 2000 Olympic squad for alleged doping. Uh, for instance, portions containing deer penis are believed to increase blood flow. Ground-up kidneys are taken to remove toxins, turtle blood to boost uh, circulation, and animal feet to strengthen legs. Dung-dung, or angelica root, can regulate menstrual cycles, and ginseng aids uh, aid in the recovery of muscle fatigue. I think we really peaked with the opening sentence of this story. That's today's episode of Deer Penis. <laughs> Take a look at my enormous penis. <laughs> and my troubles start a melting away. I take a look at my enormous penis. Signed, Wondering in Wichita. Alright, um, well, let me see. Well, let's take, uh, let's take one call here and then we'll, uh, come back with, um, Jesus, I don't even know what we're coming back with. Well, we still have to do the top five, but I think we have to wait for Aaron. Um, well, it's just too much. It's too hard to even figure out. Uh, we have more news it's around the corner. Hard to figure out. Seriously, there's just we're overwhelmed by piles of inane dribble we have to get to. Have you seen the Tim? Did you get this? Were you cc'd on this thing about um, one of the most open? There's two really overused phrases in this article. This is from the Washington Post. One is future of radio. Uh, the headline in this article is, um, Who Will Emerge as Future of Radio? Uh, by Mark Fisher, The Washington Post. Um, what uh, phrase, Tim, have you and I already spotted that they are desperately trying to work into the lexicon? It is a phrase that... iPod for There you go, right there. Uh, People are tired of them. They no, really are. Tim, with increasing evidence that many... This is the Washington Post saying this. Mm-hmm. With increasing evidence that many people suffer from iPod fatigue. Oh. No one suffers from iPod fatigue. Nobody. That's a lie. That is a lie. Susan Reynolds actually said... I said, Susan, do you suffer from iPod fatigue? And she said rather sarcastically, yeah. She made some remark about... I'm not doing it justice, but she has like the little, the little, the nano or the gigo or whatever it's called. It's like half an ounce. She goes, yeah, sometimes it, it really taxes my arm to lift those 5,000 songs that weigh half an ounce like out of my pocket. <laughs> so, but it did the Washington Post is trying to peddle this gibberish. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so there you go. Um, no, there are enough old people who, are, who will, you know, stand by it, really. I have iPod fatigue fatigue. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. 
<laughs> You're very sprightly. Hello. Hi, this is Matt Houston again. You know what? It, it, just Matt Houston again. Yeah, you know, can were, I just say this? Hold up. The, the, did you call us yesterday, and I did I speculate that you had fabricated your name? Well, yeah, but then you also shut me down on my Hillary song idea. Let me just say this, though. When I picked up the phone, you went, hey, you sounded like, like a little small guy, like you're about six inches high, but sort of jumping up and down on the counter to get my attention. That's where well, the voice sounded. You sounded like Mike TV in well, in Willy Wonka in the chocolate in the chocolate factory. Well, after talking to you yesterday, I felt six inches high. Now, is your real name Matt Houston? My real name is Matt Houston. Tim, do you find that as funny as I do? Yes. Okay. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's get moving. Okay, you've managed you've managed to penetrate the phones, and you've sat on hold. How long have you been on hold? Uh, I'd say about six minutes, maybe. Okay, so that's good. Not so you made it on. Bad. All right, so here you are. That's so like the that guy. Company. That guy yesterday was on hold for seventy-five minutes. All right, so here you are. You make the most of the shot. Go. Well, you, you, a bit ago you were talking about uh, whether or not uh, Magnum PI would still stand up today. Well, whether the show, if you were to go rent it or get it on DVD, if it would still be good. Yeah, and I can tell you, um, I was in Peru last month on a little vacation, and um, rather than going to see sites and stuff, I sat around and watched television. Uh huh. And um, they. Had, I got to see three episodes of Magnum P.I. with uh, Spanish voiceover. This guy does vacation the way that I would do it, though. He goes to Peru and sits in his hotel room watching Magnum P.I. Yeah, and Knight Rider. They love Knight Rider there. Why but, did you go to Peru if your whole thing was to sit in your hotel room and watch Knight Rider? That's the same thing everyone asks me, and I don't have a good answer for it. Okay. But I, I, I like to use up my airline points and kind of go to exotic places. And I'd like to watch Magnum P.I. in every country on Earth. Yeah, well, you, you have vacation with me, Rick. But um, the show stands up great. Dear Peavis, yes? It, 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 it's still a great show, and I would highly recommend watching it. And if you have the opportunity to see it with Spanish uh, uh, overdubs, it's fantastic because, at least in South America, TC, the big African-American helicopter pilot, yes. they have a really high-voiced, apparently, <laughs> a Caucasian dude voicing his show. Yeah, that's, okay, right there, that makes it worthwhile. The so, idea that he is, that is a high-pitched white man Speaking in Spanish, uh, depicting the black character of TC, who had a very low masculine voice. Exactly. I uh, love you all. Bye. See, uh, Senor Mason. <laughs> all right, fantastic. I think we should break. What do you think, Tim? Out of prison. Sure. What do you think, Sarah? Oh no, let's not break. Let's keep it here. Let's keep yeah. it here. All right. Uh, back after this, we got more coming up. Aaron Geek in the City Duran, the top five. More from Tim Riley and so forth. It's the Rick Emerson radio program. Go nowhere. She got round over by a damned old track of my caffeine intake. I can't tell if I'm supposed to have no more caffeine or one more cup. Have another cup of coffee. I never have a second cup at home. Uh, it sounds like that whole thing was just for me to say that line. That really wasn't good. This email says, Rick, I like how it's not just that people have iPod fatigue, but that they actually suffer 
from iPod fatigue. America really does have problems, Rick. We are truly a punished people. No, it's true. Uh, coming up, Aaron Geek in the City Duran will join us. Uh, top five uh, Weird Al original compositions. And in the next hour, uh, Richie Bristol, two random callers uh, will win those uh, tickets to uh, Rumble at the Roseland. Uh, which happens tomorrow, 7 p.m. The girl fight. The Roseland. Yeah. Well, featuring a girl fight. It's not featuring. just girls fighting. Uh, premier amateur champions of the Northwest, Corey Sutton versus DJ Linderman. Uh, and don't miss, don't miss the. It actually says in huge. Don't miss the women's fight. Uh, and then, and then it says, for my benefit, yes, you read that right. The first fight includes two women, Jessica Cruz and Kim uh, Couture, who is hot. So uh, two random calls uh, next hour. We'll each win a pair of tickets uh, to see uh, Rumble at the Roseland 34. That is uh, next hour, uh, not quite now. Here is Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. Why not have another cup of coffee? And now, from the Ministry of Truth. Oh, I'm sorry. We stepped on a thing. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Let's just... Why not Let's have another again. cup of coffee? What a wonderful difference. 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 That Flavor Bud flavor makes. What a wonderful difference. 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 That Flavor Bud flavor makes. It's a weird And commercial. only one coffee has it. Instant Maxwell House. Instant You can Maxwell. see the difference even before you taste it. Look, yeah. this amazing coffee discovery is not a powder, <laughs> not a grind, but millions of tiny Flavor, flavor Buds, crystals. real coffee ready to burst instantly into that famous Maxwell House flavor. No coffee in any cup ever tasted so good before left you so deeply satisfied. It's being sampled by a man wearing lipstick. Okay, now now I have to know, though, what is the coffee where uh, Jim never has a second cup of coffee at home? What is that? Was that Folgers? Yeah, that's, like, that's Folgers crystals. I'm just bluffing. Is it Folgers? Is it Folgers? I can't, can't be saying. Isn't Sanka Is it Folgers? <laughs> is it Folgers or was she born with it? Um, I don't. Uh, now I don't remember. And of course, I'm googling the phrase. Jim never has a second cup of coffee at home, and all I'm getting, all I'm getting, are airplane. Anything special for your birthday? Just a decent cup of coffee. You're kidding. Or, I'm serious, honey. Your coffee's undrinkable. <laughs> Pretty harsh. I well, never loved you. <laughs> you know, the girls down at the office make better coffee on their hot plates. Zing. Ooh. Owned. See you later. <laughs> and he didn't even kiss me goodbye. He hates me. You know, if I could just make a decent cup of coffee, I could relax. Relax. <laughs> Why don't you try instant folders? Tastes good as fresh perks. So good as fresh perks. I'll surprise Harvey for his birthday tonight. Hey, great coffee. It's instant Folgers. Doesn't it taste good as fresh perked? Better. Better than those girls make at the office. Honey, their coffee can't hold a candle to yours. I believe I'll break off my Torah affair. Instant Folgers taste good as fresh perked. <laughs> I think she's about to be freshly perked, Tim. <laughs> All right. Don't say that. Maybe Harvey will satisfy me for once if the coffee's good. It oh. is Harvey's birthday. Boy, that's really creepy. <laughs> Your coffee's undrinkable. The girls at the office really not to give me a cup of coffee. Jesus. Um. All right. Let's see here. Is it? Is it Elliot? No. Jim never has a second cup of coffee at home. See, here's the thing. That line has become, to a certain generation, at least, so iconic. The he never has a cup of coffee at home. I'm googling the phrase, and all I find now. Are sort of knockoffs or people, it's just a bunch of people like us uh, on the net. It's just it's endless blogs where people are using that line to sort of be be funny, but I can't seem to find the actual video. Now it's going to plague me. Hold on, never. I'm going to put this into YouTube. Never has a 
second cup of, of coffee. coffee. Well, who knows? Maybe it'll be there. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. Is this a... Um... No, this is just a Gordon Lightfoot song called <laughs> Second Cup of Coffee. This is a complete waste of time. <laughs> Tim, say it together. It's Friday. <laughs> it's better than nothing. That is true. Should we start the new segment again? So. All right. <clears throat> it's better than nothing. And now, from the Ministry of Truth, <laughs> this is Tim Riley. Well, an American has sold the domain name pizza.com for $2.6 million after maintaining the site for $20 a year since 1994. Chris Clark accepted the offer from an anonymous bidder after a week-long online auction. It's crazy, just crazy, he says. It'll make a significant difference in my life. Mr. Clark registered that domain name in 1994 when the World Wide Web was just getting started. How much did he sell it for? $2.6 million. Jesus, wow. that's crazy. Mm -hmm. He was hoping the uh, Pizza.com name would get him a contract with the pizza firm for his consulting company. He sold the business in 2000, but he kept the annual uh, $20 fee for maintaining the domain, in which he also sells advertisements. In January, Mr. Clark decided to sell it after hearing another domain, Vodka.com, was sold for $3 million. I thought... Why don't I try and see what the level of interest was? Well, there was that guy who lived in Utah when I was there, and he bought Windows95.com, uh, like, way before Windows95. I mean, really, like, in the earliest days of domain registry. Like, I think back when well, like Windows 3.1 or something was around. And uh, Microsoft didn't fight him about it. They didn't bother filing a lawsuit. I think they just came to him flat out and said, like, how much? Uh, because I think he also had some plausible alternate reason why he owned it. He's like, well, I'm... You know, I paint, and I, I paint 95 windows. It was something stupid. He had some other, like, he was going to make some case about it if they tried to sue him. And so they didn't even try. They just said, how much? He goes, $1 million. And they went, okay. And they just, like, wrote him a check. Uh, so that really is, you know, the, the people who left on that early and registered, like, God.com or something, that's a, that's a winning lottery ticket is what that is. So God tried to purchase that afterwards. <laughs> God, God just came and demand, God came and demanded it. Hold on. Let me see if I no, let, Let's try this. I think I might have. Should I take coffee? Oh, I can't. hard. I'm late. Oh. Wait, hold on. Is that me or you? It's both. Tim, it's not. It's not me, Tim. It's you. It's me. Okay. You can go now. Oh, what are we waiting for? I'm waiting. We we both started playing Who's voltage playing commercials. Second cup. Oh, I, I drank too much coffee at the office, dear. No more, honey. I, I'm too full. It wasn't hard to realize that the second cup was my coffee's moment of truth. My polite husband would never bluntly say that my coffee wasn't the greatest in the world. Instead, he kept inventing charming little excuses to avoid drinking any more than he had to. Frankly, I'm too good a wife not to want to make really good coffee. But first I had to buy really good coffee. That's how I got around to trying U-Band. It's rich coffee, worth a second cup. U-Band's extra-rich taste comes from extra-rich beans, like sun-ripened beans from Colombia. Some of the richest coffee beans in the world. Ready for a second cup? Yeah, I'll have another cup. You bet. Richness worth a second That's cup. That's okay. not it. Can we... Okay, it's still not it. We Let, say, let's sit here till we find it. <laughs> okay, but can... Before we do that, Tim, yes. or as we're doing that, <laughs> can we play just the first half of that commercial again? Because listen to this. Maybe I'm making something out of nothing. Yes. As that really is our whole career here, is, <laughs> uh, is creating... It's taking... Where's that molehill I had on my desk? I must now turn it into a mountain of talk. Um, listen to the first half of this commercial, and maybe this is an intentional bit of 
clever copywriting or subliminality or whatever that word is. Mm-hmm. Tell me if you think um, it almost sounds like they are speaking in coded housewife metaphor about something else. This is 1972. Would you like a second cup of coffee? Oh, I can't, sweetheart. I'm late. Second cup? Oh, I, I drank too much coffee at the office, dear. No more, honey. I, I'm too full. It wasn't hard to realize that the second cup was my coffee's moment of truth. My polite husband would never bluntly say that my coffee wasn't the greatest in the world. Instead, he kept inventing charming little excuses to avoid drinking any more than he had to. Frankly, I'm too good a wife not to want to make really good coffee. But All right, so... Does that whole, if you listen to the first half... I'm too good of a wife to not want to make a good cup of coffee. Well, that's just her right. place. But I'm saying, yeah, if you listen to the first half, doesn't this sort of sound like they're talking about something else between the lines? Mm-hmm. Well, of course. Well, she, first of all, she's serving coffee the wrong Burgundy, which is what we're going to in 1970s. All right, let me, let me try one more here. This may or may not be it, Tim. Uh, so we've got... We may have to give up soon. <laughs> As we always do. That's a, that's a defeatist attitude, Tim. All right, so we've got... Folgers commercial, Christmas 1986, or Folgers commercial from 1985 called Peter Comes Home. Oh. What, what do you want, Tim? Uh, Peter Comes Home. All right. So let me... Uh, apparently, here's Folgers with Scott Bakula. I don't, even, I don't even know what that would be about. Uh, all right. Hold on. Here we go. Uh, Peter Comes Home, Folgers, uh, which is the best part of waking up, uh, 95. Merry Christmas. I think this is the brother coming home from college. He's arms full of... Okay, now he's opening the coffee. This is really not made for radio. Okay, I guess not. Is, no, it's a stupid commercial. It's, no, it's some, uh, some a-hole older brother coming home from college and... I don't know. Well, that was fun. Making coffee for mom who looks like she's sleeping one off. All right, I've got nothing. Well, we never did find, and they never did I, find I that guess commercial. That's a project for next week. I <laughs> <laughs> or There's the weekend. Time to give up and move on to something else. <laughs> I love the way you sort of you that you sort of disguise those things as gentle bits of advice. Perhaps Rick. After it's gone on for forty-five minutes, <laughs> and we still haven't gotten to the point of what we began to look for. I don't even know why you guys are looking for. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's do, uh, as the two teenagers sat on the bedroom floor playing 45s for several hours. I don't even know what that's referring to. I don't know. Let's let, let's do two more news stories. They will break. Yeah. We'll come back with Aaron Duran. Do I have any news stories here? Well, I guess I can find one. A man who claimed to keep a piece of jewelry hidden up his buttocks because it was the only place robbers wouldn't look has been taken to court. What do you mean, do I have another news story? <laughs> and then you have something well, with a man I, hiding gems in I, his ass. I, 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 put, I thought I put everything away, but apparently I, I don't I know. I, myself. Rick, I just don't know that I have anything here you'd want to listen to. Man with jewelry hidden in his butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, it turns out this gold chain, uh, stuffed up the buttocks, was stolen in a burglary. But uh, Scott Anthony Riley claimed it belonged to him. He denied he committed any offenses. He said the chain was his, and he kept it up his butt for safe protection because he'd been robbed before and that's the only place that robbers wouldn't look. 
How make, sad for him. so far, didn't it? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything <laughs> more to be said about this. <laughs> I guess. I, okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, police are searching for a man accused of shoving an electric guitar in his pants and walking out of a store in Maine. Uh, they're looking for three men in all. Did you, one of the men shoved you, a Fender Stratocaster in his pants and pulled a sweatshirt over it. Did you put the other stories back to back intentionally? Well, this is the way they came out on the printer. <laughs> Strangely enough, the music store has seen this method used before. A man did the same thing in 2006, but he was caught as he tried to walk out. Okay. A shark, a shark grabbed my testicles, says Josh Graham. <laughs> A Gold Coast Utility a soccer player Josh Graham claimed last night that he had his testicles grabbed and squeezed by Captain Paul Gallen during last Saturday night's game at Skilled Park. Oh, not like an actual shark. No. Okay. This was the man's nickname. Uh, the shark with the testicle grabber? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the video clearly shows that Gallen's hand move up between Graham's legs in the pretty first minute of the uh, game. Uh, apparently, he's facing a ban up to four matches after he was charged with raking the face of uh, Anthony Lucky last night uh, after denying or touching or grabbing his genitals. Uh, Raking the face. Mm -hmm. So the the, the victim said he grabbed my wheels and gave them a good squeeze. (laughs) (laughs) Richie, you have to to excerpt that phrase. He grabbed my wheels and gave them a good squeeze. And I said, what doing? Uh, I wasn't so cranky, but I was shocked. It never happened to me before. He didn't just grab one wheel. He grabbed the whole package, and it hurt at the time. At the time. I never heard them called a wheel before. Well, this is Australia. I can't believe you said you didn't know if you had other news. <laughs> well, I don't, really. I'm still looking. Uh, apparently, the uh, the accusee is angry at the ac- accusation. I definitely would not do that. Uh, so uh, the match review committee is uh, looking into it. Okay. They said they could have been contacted with his fingers inside the thigh. It was one of the more unusual cases. The player was more shocked and taken aback than anything else. Uh, and they say it, they won't charge the guy if they have no evidence. What evidence would there be? Well, apparently there's video. <laughs> that would count. He And by the way, the, the man accused of this is the captain of the club. He needs to understand he must show leadership quality. Uh, the rules of the game state you can't attack the head of the opposition player. Or grab their wheels. Firefighters, police, and a tow truck driver joined forces to help a cow out of a family backyard full of Massachusetts over the weekend. The cow named Dunkley escaped its pen when it wandered into a nearby swimming pool. Officials in the fire department said it's possible that Dunkley may have mistaken the green pool covered with a patch of grass. He plunged into the icy water after trying to cross the pool's winter cover. It took a dozen firefighters to rescue the cow. They tried to drag him out, but he was stubborn and wouldn't budge. Then came the tow truck. After crews put straps around the cow underneath, they were successfully uh, seen dragging Dunkley out of the pool. That's a squirrel on water skis. Mm-hmm. It, I think it's time for a break. I think we should break. Let's be back like after this ending. with Aaron, Geek, and Cindy Durant. <laughs> we'll do the top five uh, Weird Al original compositions. Yes, more from Tim Riley coming up later as well. Like us at three. Uh, Donna, Mike, and Seven, stay there. It's the Rick Emerson radio program. Don't go anywhere.
No, not yet. All right. Uh, hey, Richie, can you hear me? Richie, can you hear me? Yeah, he's just seems to have gone away. All right, well, whatever. All right, uh, two random calls this hour when a pair of uh, passes to see Rumble at the Roseland 34, 39, 12, whatever it is. I left the information on the on Richie's keyboard. He'll, he'll feed on the rest. Uh, that is coming up uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night at the uh, Roseland. All right, it's 503-733-2970. Don't forget, uh, we have got the, let's see, a trilogy set of Star Wars that we're going to be giving away as well. Uh, we got, the, I think, six of them left. Uh, Spike enters a new galaxy with the complete Star Wars saga featuring the basic cable premieres of Star Wars, Episodes 1 and 2, and the broadcast premiere of Star Wars uh, Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. The saga begins April 4th tonight, 8 p.m., and tune in each week for Star Wars Sundays. Every Sunday, starting April 20th at 9 p.m. on Spike. So um, all next week, we've got uh, copies of the Star Wars Trilogy 4, 5, and 6 on DVD. Ladies and gentlemen, on that note, let's now welcome to the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Like he did by the lake on Naboo. What are you doing? I'm choking. How you doing over there? Man, huh? it just came out of nowhere. Uh, how you? Hey, is that um, special edition or? Uh, I think pure. it's got to be. Well, somebody asked me that the guy who uh, who swindled our song onto uh, onto Air America, <laughs> that love uh, which is righteous. And I he, tried sending it to Man Count. I never heard back. He sent me like a hundred follow up emails. Like, so by the, are these special edition or? And I said, well, I think isn't it? A, is there a DVD on it that has like both? Like, it's your choice. Um, so I thought that's what it was, but maybe that doesn't even exist. I don't yeah, know. it was a limited release, so knowing Lucas, it's special edition. Probably, right? yeah. I mean, I think that's the Actually, only no, one. Actually, it would have to be because I can't imagine him greenlighting the the uncut trilogies or whatever being on TV. Yeah. Now, that's, prob- that's probably yeah, so true. It's so, special anyway, so there you go. But it's it's free. You'll take it and like it. Oh, uh, I take it. Yeah. Done it. Yeah, I take them. Anywho, uh, so, Jesus, what time is it? So it's 2.10. Uh, have, before we just get sidetracked with all kinds of insanity, uh, do you have a, a, a review of something today? Uh, I could talk about the ruins if you want. I don't even know what that is. It's the oh, new that looks terrible. Movie. You know what? I thought it was terrible too. It's not bad. What is it? Really? Uh, yeah, it's a bunch of you know spoiled American kids going to Mexico, you know, to go you know tour the Mayan ruins or whatever. They get strapped to a chair and drilled. Uh, no, that's the thing. I thought it was like a saw or hostile type knockoff, and it's not. It's. Um, it's nowhere near as good, but it kind of reminds me of the thing in certain ways. They go into the temple. Like, all the, the, the people that live there say, don't go in, don't go in, don't go in. They're like, ah, stupid, you know, peasants. They don't, right. you know, we live in the 21st century now. We're gonna, no such thing as whatever's. But there is. Of course. So, yeah, I want, you know, the, it's, you know, worms that crawl into your skin. It, it's, it's, an, it's a movie oh, that will make you uncomfortable. Yeah, and yeah. No, I saw, the, I saw the trailer for that. I remember the words worms crawling under the skin. Yeah, part. and it's got some good tension, the fact that when they come out of the temple, you know, all the, the natives that live there won't let them leave the area now. So they're kind of trapped. They can either go back in the temple and face the horrors, or they can try to go back to the real world where the Mexican people will just cut them to ribbons because they know they're infected. So it's pretty decent. And the cast is a lot better than I thought. Okay. Well, is so, it pretty scary? Um, it's got some good moments where you're going to jump. It's it's a little heavy on the blood and gore. Is this a matinee? Uh, yeah, you won't feel bad for going to a matinee. Okay. Will yeah. you feel bad for sneaking in? If you well, sneak no, in, you never feel bad for sneaking in. Not that I would advocate that, but I'm just saying... Uh, if you were to sneak in, would you then feel bad for not giving them your money? No. Because that was my thing after seeing 21, is I was just, I was, it's that thing where it's like, like, it's not even worth a matinee where you're just like, there's no amount of money that this film is worth. Yeah. Just so, I mean, like, shutter. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, did you really think that was going to be good? I <laughs> really like Joshua Jackson. Did you pay oh. matinee or full price? She paid full. Look at <laughs> no, it, I went matinee. I went okay, matinee. well, see, I paid okay, full price to see 21. <laughs> like a retard. 
Yeah, no, it'll be great. Comcast is showing a bunch of the behind the scenes on the making of 21, and they keep interviewing the author who just seems like a colossal tool. Oh, he's a douche. He's a total. Yeah. No, he's a tool. Uh, And there's people at MIT that are also uh, just fighting back and like, he's a complete hack. He's made up half the book. Yeah, no, the, I will say this, so, pardon me, so 21, uh, which is still at the box office, number one last weekend because it was just... There's nothing else even open. Did anything else even open last weekend? Um, not really. So not there you go. Know, so it was no. sort of number one by default. Um, so 21 with Kevin Spacey was number one last weekend. And my wife and I had both read the book, which is called Bringing Down the House yeah. by Ben Mesrich. And he's this guy who told this story about uh, being a, uh, a blackjack counter, a card counter, which is not illegal, but which is tricky to do and to do well. Thought about being a card counter at Blackjack in Vegas and making like billions of dollars and b- being part of this MIT card counting team. And <coughs> sorry, and you read all these reviews, and it's the same thing where they go, "Well, it's a germ of truth." Yeah, but yeah, like, totally. Especially by the end of the movie, where like he's he's tied to a chair in the basement of the Riviera, having his face beaten in by Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, which clearly is just crap. Well, what was kind of cool watching the behind the scenes stuff, the making of it, is you saw how they had to shoot in the casino in Vegas, and the casino was like, all right, we're giving you forty square feet, but we're not closing down a right, damn thing, right. you know. So that was kind of how they pulled that off. Well, the I mean, because I was watching and see, I'm, as I I kind of tell them the whole thing again, but this is I said on Monday that the the problem I'm, I had also is that I saw Ocean's Eleven the night before. Oh, yeah. Which is like the best Vegas film ever made. Yeah. Uh, so I'm watching, so I watch Ocean's Eleven on Saturday night, and I'm like, this is the best, most stylish, most elegant casino movie ever. It reminds you how uncool you will forever be. Totally. Let's go see 21, which is just like a big pile. Just a load. So now, yeah, you got to skip Ocean's 12, go right to Ocean's 13. That's what, uh, was it you that said Ocean's 12 was bad? No, that's Joey. you had told me. Maybe that even they all admit it was bad. In fact, they even admitted they made Ocean's 13, Ocean's 13 to make up for to Ocean's make up 12. For it. So yeah. I should skip Ocean's 12? Totally. Okay. There's a character that shows up in Ocean's 13, but you don't. it doesn't matter. You oh. don't need to know his part in the Excellent. previous movie. Okay, good. I'm glad you told me that because I was going to watch it like, no, the no, whole no, thing all the way through. No, it will bore you to tears. Okay. It's a really bad version of like the Italian job. Ocean's 11, and I, I know I'm like years late to the party on that, but it was so good that I you know, do my thing of watching it, and then there's... A commentary with all the actors and Matt Damon and Brad Pitt and whoever. And then there's one that's Soderbergh and yeah. the screenwriter. And I'm like, okay, well, it's a great film. I want to know how it was made. And so I, I go back to the beginning and I start watching it with the commentary with Soderbergh. And I just uh, found myself just wanting to watch the movie again. So I actually turned the commentary off and watched the movie literally the same night. Watched the movie again all the way through. Yeah. Uh, and then watched it later with the commentary. Who was uh, really good. Ocean's 13 has Eddie Izzard. Really? Not a big part, but he isn't. He's All got, right. he's well, got a great line. See, too, that's so. enough to get me in the door. Yeah. Here's the awful thing about um, uh, about that Ben Mesrich guy. So he writes this book, Bringing Down the House, and then, Jesus, what is the what is the follow-up book he wrote? It's called Busting Vegas, I think, and yeah. it's some other, it's a spin on the same thing. And Busting Vegas, I'm not saying he made it up. It is marketed, I believe, as a nonfiction book for reasons that sort of boggle my mind. But in Busting Vegas... It's more uh, blackjack, except he is at one point telling the story about how it's either him or some other guy that he knows. And again, it's all written as nonfiction. He's telling the story about how they were somehow, they learned how to track an ace through a shuffle, which is like clearly impossible. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying that it's impossible the way, like, it's impossible that Lisa Desjardins would know the periodic table. I mean, you can't do that. That's just not, that's not doable. And the entire book is predicated on that. And so about halfway through, you just, you sort of have a whole, like, this guy is an enormous douche revelation. And he's making it up now. <laughs> exactly. Kind of like the, the million little pieces thing on Oprah. When totally. she found out that it was fiction, the she's like, you're cry. dead. I'm destroying I you. I will crush you. Yeah. All right. Uh, shall we do the top five here? 
Sure. It's because we always kind of get behind. Oh, do you have it? Uh, Aaron, do you uh, have the list? Richie uploaded it. In, uh, but do you have the actual list of songs? No. I forgot to print it out. All right, hold on. Check your right. email. No, wait, did, did you send it to my other email? The Your your work one, I guess. Well, I can't see that one here. Oh, well. I can't see your work one at work? Well, I, I don't have Outlook on this machine, and I'd have to log into the webmail thing. I bet you I can fake <laughs> it. That was a thinking suck. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you know when you go, you breathe through the nose. What is the de facto sound? That was sound? your nose? That's, that's, well, my nose is huge. What do you think? It's going to make a quiet little petite sound? It made like a weird squeaking sound. All right. No, this is the... Okay, let me... I was that's just going to say, hold, hold on. Let's go around the room. What is the sound you make when you are pondering or trying to remember? Sarah? Yeah, see, that's, I do that yeah, one, too. See? You click, I suck. Uh, that's what I do. No! You're going to dump that? No. <laughs> Why would we dump that? You like to suck. I know that... His teeth. Yes. When he's thinking. Mm-hmm. This is the think- part where I leave the joke in my head, right? Uh, yes. 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 See? There yes. you go. See, you're yeah. learning. Well done. Uh, okay. Well, uh, are they in order? In other words, are they labeled in such a way so that if I look in the folder, I'll be able to figure out what they are? Uh, Richie didn't uh, name them. Okay. We should take a break then. <laughs> Let's just take a break. Well done, Aaron and Richie. We can talk about my arm broadcasting Tim Riley. Yes. Yeah. All right. Because I don't know what you're talking about. Let's take a break here. We'll come back. He'll t- apparently his arm started broadcasting Tim. <laughs> All I know is that I got like a text from Aaron yesterday. It's like my arm is broadcasting Tim Riley. And what I the said, hell does that mean? That's what I'm like. WTF? And he's like, oh, I'll tell you later. So I you, uh, you All right, we're not going to ask during the break. All right. We'll let you. So we'll come back with that. Top five Weird Al original compositions. More from Tim Riley. More geek talk, et cetera. Stay there. You're like a cowgirl on a horse. <laughs> the sound. And so forth, including a look forward at Anchorman and Battlestar Galactica, which are tonight at the Aladdin. So stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Show. Wow. I did not see that question coming. I was going to ask it, but it wouldn't have been proper coming from me. It smell like potpourri. It, no. It's, smell this. No, oh, it's like, oh. It, uh, did, he, did he squeeze that fruit into a Sharpie it, pen? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, okay, you know, you were talking about my, my, uh, my Markalot pen, my Sharpie, whatever, has a weird smell. Oh. He just came in with a piece of paper that he'd uh, written on, and apparently the marker oh, that Richie gave him. Oh, it smells like that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because normally I find... It's a weird-smelling marker. It smells like that durian stuff. Because normally just, Sharpie's kind of a semi-pleasing smell. Can I just tell you this? Um, I wonder why I felt so weirdly fatigued in that last segment. And I looked over and I saw two unused creamers, and I now creamer. realized... Creamer. And I realized I never, I never had the second cup of coffee... Because you know why? The irony is, I got so distracted by looking for the goddamn second cup of coffee commercial, I never actually had the second cup of coffee. That is irony. You shut up! I'm sorry. Crazy, I guess, wow. I'm sorry. You know what? You need caffeine that. a little. <laughs> I, need, I need some more caffeine. Should you let Sarah run the show for a bit? You just finished that cup there. Hey, by the way, uh, let's see here. Um, somebody did send us, and by somebody, uh, I mean Todd the Corpse, did send us... Uh, what he thinks is the correct commercial. So we'll play that here in just a few. Uh, so we'll do the top five. Uh, Tim Riley will be back here in just a uh, just a moment. Let's get a couple of these um, these calls here while I ingest caffeine. Then we'll move onward. Uh, hello, whoever this might be. Be entertaining. Do it now. Well, I'm not going to be entertaining. I'm going to be informative, though. Uh, Weird Al is coming to Salem in August. I just want to let you know that. Sweet. Is that true? Really? <laughs> August 25th. I've never seen him live, and I feel oh, like a lesser man for it. My I've wife's seen him, him like twice. five times. I, it was one of the best shows I have ever seen in my life. Because you think Weird Al, you think, 
you know, what is he going to do? He's just going to sing his parody songs. But it's a, I mean, does it, he change costume for costume every song? changes for for when he sang fat? He he put on the full on yeah. big ass fat suit from the video. You know, ding dong, man. he put on the full. The full there was outfit. only um he and the cheerleaders for Smells Like Nirvana. He did I see him. He put on the shiny gold Elvis suit for one of his songs for I think one more minute. Yeah, yeah. It's he did multiple co- probably more costume changes than any show I have ever seen. B- backup dancers for some of the songs, video accompaniment to all the songs. It was really, really good. And he good. loves to play like state fairs. That's kind of his thing. Uh, that's where I saw him. I saw him. I saw him at the Horticultural Center. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In uh, in Salt uh, Lake City. There was only one concert where he didn't do the costume change, and it was the night he found out his parents had died. But he still went on. He went on. He said, "I'm not going to do any of my changes, but my family and parents supported me the entire time. This concert is for them." Yeah, and then he did like a little thing on the screen for them, and then he did yeah. the whole show. He yeah. played. He was a pro. Yeah. Uh, it seriously. One of the best, even, this sounds dumb, but even if you're not a Weird Al fan, uh, if you appreciate a show that is done well, it, great production value. I gotta go see For like $14 or something. <laughs> I mean, it was insane. So, uh, when is that, sir? August 25th, and I think it is at the State Fairgrounds. Okay, yeah. uh, August 25th, what day is that? Do you know? It's a Monday, and I only know that because it happens to be a friend of mine's birthday, and so we're buying tickets and we're taking him. He just doesn't know. Okay, it. hold on a second. Sex you guys got to get him on the air. Oh, that, oh yeah. yeah. That'll be fun, Richie. Because he could feel like a rose garden, you think? Richie Bristol, how are you, sir? Good. Uh, so, a couple things. A, did you hear my thing about the random callers this hour in Rumble at the Roseland? Oh. No. That was a smoke break. And now that guy's gone. Uh, so, sometime between now and the, uh, the end of the program, two random calls of your choosing, Richie. Oh, two cool. random calls, and I put the information on your keyboard. Win a pair of tickets to see Rumble at the Roseland, which is tomorrow. The catch is they got to pick them up uh, before business, uh, before close of business today. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Right so in. they got to be able to do that. So um, I better pick some people there. Yeah, what, yes. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the sort of work ethic we have here at CBS Radio. I better Radio. start using the phone. <laughs> um, Richie Bristol, uh, Weird Al Yankovic is coming here a Monday, August twenty fifth. Uh, he's going to be playing in Salem. Okay. Okay. You must. Obtain him for an interview. Okay. In studio. Seriously. I already work here and I'm demanding in studio. Phone if he has to, but one way or the other, we must speak with Weird Al Yankovic. Okay. This is a thing that must happen. Tickets and Weird Al. I believe Weird Al is a vegan. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is a vegan. All right. Thank you, Richie Bristol. Are you going to be the anchor man tonight? Uh, I don't know. Dude. We got softball tomorrow. But 60% of the time, anchor man works... Every time. That doesn't make any sense. All right, I'll check it out. <laughs> All right, thank you. Uh, let's do a couple more, and then we'll uh, do the uh, top five here. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hey, Who this? Rick, this is Scott. I got a song for you for the candidates. One for McCain, do the Who's, won't get fooled McCain, because he should be dawdling around feeding pigeons and filling his Is this a song? Are, you, are these lyrics? <laughs> no, I'm saying use the song. You know, you made the one for Obama. Use the Who's, uh, won't get fooled again for McCain. I just like the phrase, use the Who's. I don't even know what it means, but it sounds sexual. I'm going to go home and use the Who's. You know what I mean? There you go. Uh, did you have another suggestion? Uh, no, that was it, pretty much. This is the totality of your call. Yeah, that was it. I don't, I don't care much for McCain. I'll let it be known. So, what are don't your, get fooled, McCain. What are your plans this evening in terms of personal amusement, sir? Oh, I work until like 6 o'clock, brother. I, can't, I couldn't make it over there for one time. I'm calling you from Van Tucky. Keep it, I wasn't really inviting you to anything. I was just asking. Well, he thought you were gonna you were gonna pimp out Court and Pepper. I wasn't asking you to come to my house. Oh no no no! I heard you about the rumble at the. Uh, no no! Oh. I was just expressing interest in you as a human being, sir. What what are your plans for the evening? 
Uh, go uh, to a wife's co-worker's birthday and inebriate myself. All right. Well, that's going to be a fun evening for you. Well, half you of it sounds it. like fun. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Later. Bye. All right. Uh, shall we do the top five, ladies and gents? We shall. All right. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. The top five, five. for Friday. Now I'm nervous. You know, I you should it. be. I got a lot of pressure on you. Post- well, because he's written five. so many. I already see two big admissions for yeah. me. Anyway. No, I know. I realize this is going to be my personal favorite. It's kind of like a yeah. beautiful word out. Okay, you, you, you say so. Do you mind if I eat this fruit pie while we do this? No, that's fine. I love hostess fruit eating. pie. Eating. <laughs> Can I have it? Ew, we should watch you eat that. How many calories are in that thing? Don't look. Don't look. How many, how many calories do you think are in this hostess uh, um, blackberry fruit pie? 500. That is not 500. That's insane. It's 480. How many <laughs> servings per package? Just one. But I mean, 480. Are you are you effing me? Jesus. Wow. Sadly, fat Eat will not pie, be on the list. Well, it's Friday. Better start eating. Yeah. All right. Here's uh, let me uh, make get these right. Here is uh, now. This is. Uh, are you gonna bite your... into that thing? It's gonna explode everywhere. Uh, well, I don't really have any choice. I mean, what do you? I, so you I, got a choice to not buy I the pie. I can't cut a hole in my stomach and just shove it in. You're not a tauntaun. <laughs> I mean, really, honestly, I. It's, it's not. What? I was making a tauntaun. Do it again. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> hi, hi, Tim. How are you doing today? Did we just change format? <laughs> it's the all the all hot format. It's the all tauntaun and Jawa format. Oh, wow. my God, you guys need to stop. Nerd. Bad boy. Just eat your pie and Aaron, do your top five. And let's all let's do less happy. nerdy things. Hostess pies and Weird Al. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Duran presents his uh, top five Weird Al original composition all right. of all time. Uh, with the honorable mention being UHF from the soundtrack UHF. Well done. And yeah, they're out no, of order. That's completely wrong. Let me try it again. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's, that's just wrong is what that is. That's just wrong is what it is. There we go. They're they're putting backwards. Yeah. A movie that is pretty decent still. You know, UHF holds up. It really yeah. does. It's a good film. Sadly, it was released the same weekend as Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a rip from the movie. So if you play the whole track, you'll get the from the fire hose. I have the soundtrack. Um, on uh, on vinyl somewhere at home. Yeah, it's a, you know this is a really solid album too. The UHF soundtrack. Because mm-hmm. also on here is Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, um, Gandhi Two, Spatula City, <laughs> Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota. Yeah, Spam. No, that's Monty Python. No, the song Spam, mm-hmm. the REM parody. Yes, yeah, Spam in the place where you work. UHF. You know, I do believe Weird Al has the longest, has um, had his band together longer than any other band currently going. Well, I mean, I know that Weird Al has had a longer and more successful career than almost everybody he's parodied. Oh, yeah, definitely. And he's had the same band for a long time. I mean, that same guys that were playing on, like, um, Another One Rides the Bus yep. and all that stuff. So, these are the top five Weird Al Yankovic original competitions. Okay. At number five, from the album Dare to be Stupid, Dare to be Stupid. <laughs> now, this they is all the Transformers This is all from the Transformers soundtrack, yeah. right? When the Junkions uh, rebuild, um, when the Junkions build um, Ultra Magnus. 
voiced by this Eric Idle. sounds like Idol. a Transformer building song. Now, you know, the, the great thing is this is what Weird Al calls a style parody. Yeah. Because, again, these are all originals. None of these are actual parodies, but where he does a parody in the style of a specific artist. So this is obviously supposed to be a Devo song. Yeah. And Devo have gone on record to say they hate this song because it sounds better than anything they could ever make. Yeah. No, he's... Weird Al never gets the respect he really deserves because... You know, people think that he just sort of rips off melodies from other people and whatever. And he, first of all, he's a supreme parody artist, probably the best yeah. that America's ever seen. It's not easy to write good parody. But the uh, but this where he writes a, a brand new song from scratch, but is able to so completely nail the style of another artist, and that's a, that's a real gift. Yeah, totally. Don't do that. I can see the Transformers moving around the junk planet. I get you late all the time. You I'm better sure. believe it. Better be stupid. You can turn the other cheek. You can just give up the shit. You can eat a bunch of sushi, then forget to leave a what does that mean? I have no idea. These are the top five Weird Al original compositions. All right. At number four, Christmas at Ground Zero. I love this song. This is a great song. We play this, this every year. Yeah. yeah. What album is this song? Um, this one's from... I don't even remember. Polka Party. Yeah. Polka Party. Yeah. This is the song that has uh, Ronald Reagan kicking in in the middle of it. Was Polka Party the one that was that his follow-up to In 3D? I don't even remember. I don't, he, he's like 20 albums. Yeah. It does make you wonder if there's some alternate universe version of Weird Out where he just became like a straight-ahead pop star. Like what happened? Yeah, he's got such a facility with melody and with production and an ear for music. Obviously, he's got what you might call an unconventional voice, but he can certainly sing. Yeah. He's good at what he does. So it does make but me he wonder. But can alter his voice to fit the song, too. So if Weird Al had decided just to be a regular straight-ahead pop star, what he would have done? I mean, how, how it would have worked out. He does a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that people don't realize for other bands, also. He uh, And he directed, he's directed some videos for the Black Crows, among other people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Underneath the mushroom cloud. It's a great song. And this the video to this song has the weird kind of creepy bozo the clown teaching kids how to duck and cover from footage, from archival footage. Yeah. yeah. All right, counting on the top five Weird Al Yankovic original compositions. And number three, You Don't Love Me Anymore. We've been together for so very long But now things are changing Oh, I wonder what's wrong Seems you don't want me around See, these are those moments where you wonder, like, what could he have been? Yeah. Yeah, he could have cranked out real ones. I guess I lost a little bit of self-esteem that time that you made it with the whole hockey team. Yeah. <laughs> you used to think I was nice. Now you tell all your friends that I'm the Antichrist. Oh, why did you disconnect the brakes on my car? <laughs> that kind of thing is hard to ignore. You know, I can't listen to Weirdo all the time, but 
But every few months I come back to him and I'll... Hits the sweet spot. Yeah, it does. You don't love me anymore. So have you changed these lyrics and put like some dopey like, love you till the end of time, hold your hand? Mm-hmm. I mean, this would be on the buzz right now. I knew that we were having problems when you put those piranhas in my bathtub again. These are the top five Weird Al Yankovic original compositions. All right, this one's for Sarah. At number two, Bob. Oh, uh, do you know the song? Uh-uh. Okay, I have to back up for a okay, second. Okay, no, hold on. I'm going to get out of grief. People think this is a parody. This is a style parody. It's a style parody. Not a, an actual song, but it's a style. And just let me just say, uh, so we're going to do these, then we'll go to the news, then we'll break and do some other stuff on the other side. So we'll go right from this uh, to the news. He, here's the thing you have to know about this song to appreciate it is that the song is called Bob, which is a double joke. Yeah. Because it is clearly done as a style parody of Bob Dylan. Here's what you need to know about this song. And if you never thought Weird Al Yankovic was a genius before, this is the song that will convince you. Because not only is the song in meter, it rhymes. Every single line in this song is a palindrome. Interesting. Every, every single, single line. line in this song, believe it or not, is a palindrome. And it rhymes, and it fits the meter. <laughs> this may be the best thing he's ever done for that reason. Every single line is a palindrome. I'm an Amrigo, a German am I. Never I'd or even if I had a high five. Madam, I'm Adam, too hot to hoot. No lemon, no melon, too bad I hit a fruit. Pizza bonnet ain't no basil. I mean, it's unbelievable. That hurts my head. It's yeah. amazing. Rise, yeah. you be God. You nine man interpret, nine man I nod. <laughs> Rats live on no evil star. Won't lovers be both now. Race fast, safe car. Pause the sad mark is as selfless as I am. May a moody baby. Yeah, the video is great. The video, he's doing the whole subterranean homes of blues thing of the cards. Yeah. Satan sees Natasha. No devil lived on. Lonely Tylenol, not a banana baton. No exit Nixon. A stone be not so. <laughs> in a pagoda. It's, I don't even know how you would come up with this. Anyway, oh, all right. No, These are the top five Weird Al Yankovic original compositions. And at number one from Dare to be Stupid album, One More Minute. I love this song. I, I use it to break up with a girl in the eighth grade. You're a bastard. <laughs> really? I'm a nerdy bastard, though. I mean, I use that line about cleaning all the bathrooms at Grand Central Station with my yeah. tongue a lot. Oh. Well, I heard that you're leaving, leaving, gonna leave me far behind. He does that great thing, too, of a normal-sounding first verse to sucker you in. Uh-huh. You found a and in the video, his backup band's doing the perfect doo-wop stuff. Yeah. Great. You decided that I'm not your kind. So I pulled your name out. I told 
for 2007 and made more than 109 million since 2000 this is the first look at their taxes uh, apparently she and her husband paid 33.8 million dollars in taxes from 2000 to 2007 but they gave back too they gave away 10.25 million dollars to charity did you ever hear about somebody paying 33 million dollars in taxes and you just like it's such a large number you can't even really I know. be jealous because you can't conceive it which means they've paid more in taxes than I'll ever make in my existence. Well, yeah. How do they fit that in a little box on the check? <laughs> you have like a post-it note yeah. off to the side for the zeros. Uh, the Clintons uh, made their returns public after public scrutiny. Hillary had $10.5 in book income over the period with her book Living History. She de- donated earnings from her other book, It Takes a Village to Charity. 
Uh, meanwhile, the Secret Service will soon be surrounding John McCain, apparently. He, he finally uh, plans to accept the protection after declining it for several months. He's been running around with no protection at all. Uh, Hillary and Barack have already been uh, using Secret Service bodyguards. McCain says he'll be uh, talking to the Secret Service next week, but he declined uh, to talk about uh, all the security that he'll have. It's up to his people. Hey, uh, somebody wants to know, um, Richie has typed on the screen, Hey, Ted Danson and Mary Steenburgen, Virgin? Virgin? Virgin. Virgin? Yeah. Uh, Ted Danson and Mary Steenburgen are available for an interview. Anyone? Why? I don't, know, I I don't know. I would talk to Mary Steenburgen, but I'd only want to talk about Back to the Future 3. I think if I talk to Ted Danson, I'd only want to talk about Creep Show. Or, um, you know who Ted Danson is. Well, I know who Ted Danson is, yeah. Tim, where do you fall in the big Ted Danson? We can talk to him about question. Uh, Three Men and a Baby. He wasn't in that. Oh, Ted Danson, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. I'm thinking Tony Danza. What do you suppose they're promoting? <laughs> we can talk to him about what it was like to be on that program. We should put it that way. We should do the whole interview and try to never be civic. <gasps> no, but we should that... pretend like we should keep referencing that he was on Who's the Boss what and what big fans we were. <laughs> what was it like when you were on that show? <laughs> you know, Which one? one? You know that one? <laughs> when everyone's uh, sitting in a bar? <laughs> that one with that lady. What was that like? With the, with the one with the mailman? The question what is, was it like almost <laughs> losing your career when you went on stage in blackface with Whoopi Goldberg? Oh, oh I forgot yeah. about that. That's a good question. You yeah. should do the interview. All right. Yeah. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? He's Tim Riley, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Back at four, five, six, and, and seven. Out. Top of the hour. It's to support Hillary Clinton. Oh, I have to do it now. Mm. All right. <laughs> Tim Riley, back at four, five, six, and seven. Top of the hour. Uh, all the way through Lycus. I'll do a couple calls and we'll break and we'll uh, blah, da, da, blah, da, da, blah, 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 blah. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm eating this hostess fruit pie. How's your life? That's good. Uh, you know, just drinking coffee. I got that second cup that you didn't. Excellent. Hey, uh, Sarah, this is Palmer. Hi, Palmer. Hey, what's going Palmer. on? Not yeah. bad. How are you? Good. Hey, did you guys ever, were you able ever able to track down a picture of the it without the tape over the nipples for, for uh, Rick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, okay. Oh, I mean, the, the, the Mr. Mom? Yeah. It was disappointing. People actually had it. I went online to people, and it was. I was like, whoa, okay. People. Yeah, no, it was not. A, it, it just ended up, it just looked like a dude. Yeah, it's weird. What's the point of that? God. Yeah. Hey, Aaron, do you have a thing about your own nipples? I'm a, I'm a, unsettled by my own nipples, yes. Do you, did you What's really? What's wrong with your nipples? Did you email Nothing. me that you don't like to look at them? Yeah. I'm, I mean, not like I stare at mine all day, but <laughs> no, you try no. to avoid looking at I your just, own nipples. Yeah, they freak me out. I don't know why. What if they were covered they in like, hair? Do you have, like, big pancake nipples? Well, they're not. Big pancake no. nipples. No, Are they, like, solid. normal nipples? You know, they're like Susan B. Anthony's, I guess. Thank you, sir. Okay. Uh, hi. Uh, <laughs> Wait, no, I picked up the phone. The I must have had those. Those are huge. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson <laughs> Show. Hello. Hey, it's Rick. What's up? What's up? Um, hey, did you get see a picture of the, the it before it was a, a man? No. Was it hot? Yeah. I sound like a serial killer. <laughs> I've got it at home in my basement. Does she yeah, have really good skin? Apparently she was really good looking I like it when before. it screams. What? Apparently she was really good looking before she became a man. Well, she would have to be to get that. I mean, because the, the wife is not that ugly. The wife was Miss Hawaii, I think. Yeah. Wow. So, so you know, yeah. it, it had to have been fairly attractive for it and to get that wife. And she tried to find a picture of him before he became a him. Okay. Do you think they're going to get rid of all those photos for when the kid grows up? Probably. Well, no, because they're obviously, thank you, sir, they're obviously just such attention horse. That's true. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, they're I, angling I, for a movie, I too. don't really care, but, I mean, it's like, why? It's that whole look at me, don't look at me uh, thing that I hate. Mm -hmm. um, all right, one more, then we'll break. Uh, what is your observation? Yo, douche. Yes. Hey, uh. Dude, wait, wait, hold on. Who are you directing that at? Was that me or Aaron or both of us? Uh, 
or was I it know, the most convenient target? Hold on. Anyway, or, hold on. Or were okay. you were you using it as like a verb, like you were instructing us to douche, like now? That's uh, not going to happen. Don't act, Gump. Come on. Anyway, all right. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's. Not I don't even know where we're going with that. It's just that is very uninteresting. <laughs> Seriously, not as funny as you think. All right. Uh, let's take a break here. We'll come back. Aaron Duran around the corner. Uh, Fatboy Roberts, stop in, talk about Anchorman, Battlestar Galactica. And you're going to be on Court and Fatboy tonight talking yes. about Battlestar Galactica? Yes. Excellent. Battlestar Galactica comics, yeah. I didn't even know. I guess I should have assumed there was a comic. Yeah, they're know. great, too. All right. Uh, back after this to wrap it up. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Oh, stupid. Is that another dramatic pause? Stupid buffering. <laughs> stupid bandwidth. Oh. Blame Steve Jobs for this somehow. All right. Let's do the rest in your head. We now have the saddest part of the broadcasting day, the final segment of the Rick Emerson Show, coming up at 3. Like us, Don and Mike at 7. Uh, Dennis Pitsamark on tomorrow, 9 to 11, with Miles Around, preceded by Car and Driver Radio, 6 to 9. Tonight... Uh, at the Aladdin Theater, 11 o'clock, Anchorman. Let's now welcome... I'm sorry, did I say the Aladdin? I'm sorry, I'm skipping ahead to next Friday. Um, Tonight uh, at the Baghdad, 11 o'clock, Court and Fat Boys Midnight Movie, Anchorman. Damn Skippy. And And don't forget, 10 o'clock, the uh, season premiere of Battlestar Galactica, season four on the big screen. (laughs) And so this is... So it's at 10 o'clock, Battlestar Galactica? 10 o'clock is when Battlestar will run. Excellent. All right. And so... uh, And then you, you, Aaron, you, John, Big Tree, you, Aaron, will be... Uh, talking Battlestar comic books. Around 8 o'clock, I've got a comment segment, and this week I'll be talking about Battlestar Galactica comics. And if you tune in to the show uh, before Aaron comes on at around 7 o'clock, we will be talking to Starbuck, Katie Sackhoff herself. On the show. Yes, yeah. indeed, we will. Those Again. are my eyes narrowing to slits of rage. And you got to be careful with her because she's getting kind of mad about Battlestar questions. Oh, I, I know. Read I'm not week. asking her anything about Battlestar. I'm yeah, hitting don't. on her like a, like a bat out of hell. I'm trying to get laid. Wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's all class. <laughs> what? I'm straightforward. I'm, I'm, I'm very unsubtle. Subtlety is much overrated. I'm going for mine. She is from St. Helens. Indeed. Okay. Anywho, uh, so, and there are, but we should, by the way, I'm just going to pause that. Uh, so we should talk about Bill Curtis for a second. Though. You guys got Bill Curtis, and we played it several times Yes. Uh, the other day. You guys got Bill Curtis to do that where he refers to himself as the balls. Yes, uh, and, and, and full props to uh, Big Jim from the Marconi Show. He was the one who actually did it. He, he gave me the, the email address in the, in the first place. I uh, contacted uh, Bill Curtis and got absolutely bubkis. Uh, went back to Big Jim and said, uh, he's getting, giving me nothing. And within an email, it was set up. Excellent. So, yeah, but yeah, uh, Bill Curtis was very gracious and, and voiced that for us. Uh, so that is Anchorman tonight at the Baghdad, 11 o'clock, immediately preceded by, at 10 p.m., the Battlestar Galactica Season 4 premiere on the big screen. Go around the room. Guesses as to the final Cylon. Tom Zarek. Court? Um, Gata. I'm with Fatty. Zarek. Yeah, I'm undecided at this point, but I could see, you know, I, that would be a Saeed from Lost. And it, <laughs> uh, let's see, we have, I know you guys don't have headphones at the moment. We have, uh, this, is this a Battlestar Galactica question, sir? It is indeed. Here's the thing. You're possibly the last call of the day, so if you suck, the entire bad, sullen weekend is on your shoulders. Awesome. Okay, so um, I've been in and out of my car, and while I heard it on hold, is the 10 o'clock for the Battlestar, is that doors, or is that when it actually starts showing? 
Start showing. Yeah, what it'll start showing show at 10. You're going to want to show up at around 9 o'clock anyway, simply because these midnight movies get big. Yeah, these midnight movies, the line starts at 9 o'clock when you're not showing the season premiere of The Greatest Show on television of all time at 10. <laughs> so I can't imagine what it's going to be like tonight. So what time would you tell people to show up? Well, doors are at 9.30, so get there. 9 probably is not a bad idea. Okay, thank all you right. very much. Thank you, sir. Bye. All right, there you go. All right. Uh, how long until... Uh, Fine. Okay. By your I, command. I still can't believe I got clowned for, for saying that I'm, I'm trying to get No, I'm, I congratulate you. Thank That's you. I mean, what, what, I mean... So I, is she going to be in the studio? Are you actually going to try and sleep with her? No, no, she's not going to be... <laughs> last time she was in the studio, I was actually with a girl, so I couldn't actually put the, the real moves on her. You know, oh. the, the, the sort of fat boy moves that are renowned around Portland <laughs> for being so suave and classy, but... You, you know, I'll, I'll, I can see what magic I can work over the phone, I guess. Will you be interviewing here after some scotchy scot scotch? Oh, indeed. Anywho. Yeah. Seriously? Maybe you I'm, I'm, I'm like this close to just tearing into the roast right now. <laughs> I've got jokes just lined already. You got jokes. Oh. Court and Fat Boys Midnight Movie tonight at the Baghdad, 11 o'clock, preceded by Battlestar Season 4. Aaron Duran, geekinthecity.com. Rick Emerson, show produced today and every day by the lovely and talented Sarah Stillen for AM 970 Solid State Radio in the newsroom. Tim Riley on the phones. Richard Bristol, the gatekeeper. Dave Zinn, the webmistress. Bridget from upstairs. And, of course, CBS Radio Portland marketing guru, Susan Reynolds, who will kill you if you look at her slant ways. Have a good weekend. Like us next. Donna Mike at 7. See you all Monday, my friends. And at the midnight movie tonight at 11 p.m. Bye now. I'm huge. Afternoon delight.